3: I got a word from you. I got a word of knowledge, a word of prophecy. And I want you, preacher, to use this word of prophecy ever, wheresoever you go. God's going to put a cancer in the butthole of every sodomite. Right there. I'm James David Manning. You ain't seen nothing yet. coming out of his butthole. It'll burn and burn and burn. Right there. Fire! He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. This is the Lord's word. You ain't seen nothing yet. Didn't God declare you in the butthole? When God will get cancer in the butthole? Fire! He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. It'll burn and burn and burn. I'm going to become a sodomite slayer. Barack Hussein Obama. You're going to see. It. it's going to be a wonder to behold. You're gonna see the power of God fall upon the Father Butler. What God said, I'm taking David Manning in the butthole. Flame coming out of his butthole. Didn't God declare you will get cancer in the butthole? But God will destroy you. Hallelujah. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. That's the <laughs>
1: past manning rap. <laughs> that
4: was a little something that Ryan put together for your listening enjoyment. Oh, well, that was fucking awesome, I, that man. That was awesome.
1: I was I was bored at work on Saturday morning and uh I was sitting at the kitchen table doing that, and one of the guys came in and just kept going,
4: In the
5: butthole! In the
1: butthole! Burn and burn and burn! burn. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, you ever hear this David, this Pastor Manning dude? Yeah, he says some crazy shit, and I make it into a rap.
4: (laughs) Well, welcome to the Godless Revolution. This is episode 102. Two! 102! And we have the full cast with us this evening. Yay, Scheduling! Yay, Yeah, <laughs> fucked up
2: big time last week. No, you know what's the worst part about it is that I went down there to finish that painting, showed up, waited for like 45 minutes for him to get there. He was still on duty. He gets off. Then people just showed up to rent it out. So there was people in one in one of the – there's only two alleys for the cages or whatever. So they weren't really in my way except that I need the lights off and some other stuff that wouldn't work if they're there. Yeah. And then while we're they were just about to wrap up. So I've been there like an hour now or hour and a half. They're just about to wrap up. He gets the weather was bad. So he gets a call from two different baseball teams who'd canceled practice and wanted to come down. He's uh, like, can I just reschedule? you? Yeah, and I'm like, sure. So you but it was even, already uh, too late to make it up here. And I ended up doing
1: nothing. So uh, those fuck cunts.
2: Uh, and I-, uh, I mean, it's just uh, it's nobody's fault. It's just shit plan, that happens yeah. you know well I, I totally fucked the oh your you, on yeah, your I, end your yeah. end yeah that was no <laughs> i totally <laughs> yeah, fucked yeah, that up it, it, but that happens all good
4: no i i still feel like a dick about it just because i nah. didn't fucking check the goddamn calendar apparently
2: <laughs> it's all and, good yeah well yeah that's uh, all good. and kyle and grant did a good job
4: yeah yeah i like those guys uh i'm dan ellis oh yeah you are that's and, true to my left <laughs> is Meowt Mitchell. Meowt, <laughs>
1: and I'm Ryan Duffy, your conductor. That's kind of that guy. Oh, I got the control, so I can make you quiet whenever I want. You, you are as as a listener referred
4: to you the dyslexic firefighter. Yes, <laughs> uh, we, got, <laughs> we got a message from listener Aaron who said that he, uh, listening that he's listening to social commentary from the IRS's resident Viking. A dyslexic firefighter and that one guy is the best part of my week. I love the show and the topics.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and then he does name me eventually <laughs> by saying he's sorry.
1: Noiing memorable for a nickname. <laughs> well, you weren't on last week's show. So he wasn't thinking about you when you listened to that one. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. True. So you, you
4: are, you are the, you are the meowt. meow. Yeah, that's true. Meow Mitchell. It happens.
2: Annoying memorable.
4: Now now you have a nickname. Meow. Meow. But we got our, our new logo up.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I like it very it much. It's yeah. cool. I,
4: I've contracted with a friend of mine who's a graphics designer, and he's we've been in negotiations back and forth for a couple of months. Yeah. yeah.
1: Negotiations.
4: Well, he because he has a full-time day job, and... So he's just kind of doing this as a little bit of extra work on the side for me, and it, I think it's turning out very well. It's still yeah. not entirely done. We still need mm. to get like the whole package for all of the places and junk and stuff. But okay. I like the I
1: like what we've got out there yeah. for the new logo ish thing, dude. And a ho- little profile pic on the page. Hopefully, we'll be putting it on stuff, so you could get stuff with it on it. And have yes, stuff. Yeah.
4: Yeah, he sent an email that I just haven't had a chance to reply to yet asking what where we needed and what we all that kind of stuff. So, just got to get that back to him and then we'll have that to put out in all the places. Uh also very excited to let everybody know I posted it to the page earlier that we are now available on Google Play Music. Yeah. Which is cool. It's Google's iTunes. Apparently- However, the podcast capability isn't available in all of the Google Play now apps yet. Oh,
2: so it's exactly like
4: iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> they In the email that they sent to me, they said that they'll be rolling that out in waves to different users. Um, so it may not be available on your phone app or your tablet app yet, but you can still get to it through the website. I posted a link to it out on our Facebook page. So you can find that on our Twitter account also because I have that set to automatically yep. feed our Twitter account. So I actually think I need to change our logo on the Twitter. I don't think I've done that yet. On the Twitter Did you hear that? I'm the old guy who says the Twitter. Well, it's the Twitters of the Twatters. The Twitter.
2: Well, you know Facebook was going to be the Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's where a lot of that comes from. Initially. Um, Yeah.
4: Did Did you guys see that episode of The Office where Jim went dressed as Facebook for... For his, for for Halloween, and all he did was just write the word book.
0: Oh, like O <laughs> on one side of his nose and O okay K on the other. I am the popular social networking site known as Bookface. <laughs> I, I did love that show.
4: I <laughs> uh, yeah, I miss it. That was one of my favorites. Anyway, we've got lots of news stuffs to cover this evening. Mm-hmm. I know Matt has brought a bunch. We've got a bunch sitting here on the computer. You want to you want to kick us off, Matthew? oh sure, throwing you on the spot.
2: It's all good. It's what we do. Uh, your favorite, Todd Starnes. He's not my favorite. Oh, he's not. No second. Uh,
4: he's not my least favorite,
2: but he's not my favorite. <laughs> well, this article's awesome. When it comes to pandering, nobody does it better than Hillary Clinton, who's in desperate, who is desperate to become the nation's first black female president. Oh, what? what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he colorblind as well? I I don't I don't know if he thinks that this is funny not this is not being racist by Fox News standards or what but so say read say that again when like, it comes to pandering nobody does it better than Hillary Clinton who's desperate to become the nation's first black female president
4: well they say that Bill Clinton was the first black president
1: cuz he played jazz they've I've I've heard that said in many places mhm yeah well, I mean, I know this is Fox News, but or is it in reference to her hot
2: sauce comment? Not just not everyone you disagree with is automatically black.
4: Or is it because of the whole this oh, did with Bill de Blasio? Color. Oh yeah, yeah, that, I, whole, that whole deal. I'll do that
2: one later. All right. <laughs> uh, in her latest outreach to New York City's black voters, Mrs. Clinton told hip hop radio show hosts that she carried a bottle of hot sauce in her purse. It was an apparent homage to the lyric Formation, Beyoncé's latest hit song, or as Hot Sauce Hillary calls her, Beyoncé.
4: (laughs) Beyoncé? But
2: I'll get into that faux pas later, (laughs) says Starnes, Um, because he's so in touch with black culture in America.
1: Well, it did seem like in the video, it seemed like she was pandering quite a bit towards them. Oh, she's good at pandering. There's no doubt about it. She even almost admitted it in the video. Yeah. Uh, Quote, I got hot sauce
2: in my bag. Swag is how the song goes. Mrs. Clinton's revelation that she likes it a little spicy came to a surprise to some of the uh, hosts of Power 105.1's Breakfast Club. Here's the transcript. Angela, what's something you always carry with you? Clinton, hot sauce. Well, it turns out she really does like hot sauce a lot. So, so... If she really does, then what's the problem?
1: She is from the South. Not deep South. No, but... she's
2: from New York. She won her, She just won her home state.
1: <laughs> she moved to New York. <laughs> uh,
2: the Clinton campaign confirmed to Time Magazine that Mrs. Clinton enjoys an array of spicy foods, from chili flakes to jalapenos. To be fair, her love affair with hot sauce goes back 20 years. So, so how is this pandering?
1: Well, in the actual interview, right towards the end of it... One of the uh, the uh, host said, "Are you trying to pander to us?" And she said, "Would that be a problem? Is oh, it working?" Yeah. yeah, that's at the end of this, but but still,
2: I mean, if she,
4: was, she it, I mean,
2: politicians do that. Yeah, just as she a could profession,
1: have been right? joking.
4: Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if she
1: actually carries it, it's but anyway, like it's what they do. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I honestly don't doubt that she does like hot sauce, being from Arkansas. Yeah.
2: Or because she's a human. I mean, I like it, too, and I'm from Massachusetts.
1: Well, I'm from the Midwest where hot sauce isn't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. but You mean ketchup? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I,
2: I carry hot sauce around sometimes. That doesn't mean that I'm trying to get black friends.
1: Yeah. No. But
2: Anyway, TMZ opined that it was a, quote, clear attempt to snag New York's black vote. And I just Clearly. I just don't think, yeah. Uh, Starnes says, I would have demanded that she produce the bottle. <laughs> but that's probably why she refuses to come on my radio program.
4: Uh, is he a bottlist?
2: Yeah, yeah. he's a bottlist, <laughs> and and yeah, I'm sure it's because of his pedantic ambush style browbeating. Yeah, probably. Who but, would want to go it's, on that? I would have said bottler,
4: but that wouldn't. Is he a bottlerist? Bottlist. You botanist? know, there's the birther movement. A, a botanist? And
2: the, mm, that's a the thing.
4: Truthers and what would you? So bottler doesn't <laughs> really fit because that's a real thing. Yeah, bottlerist. But, buttle spiceless hotzist hotz hot a
2: hotel <laughs> <Adele> inferner <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
4: an infernoist I don't know <laughs> I don't know fuck it sorry
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, they went on to sh- 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 let's see uh, radio host said now I just want to I just want you to know people are getting are going to see this and say okay she's pandering to black people that's when Hillary said is it working Starn says no it's not working what in the name of Texas Pete? He says, "Is she thinking?" Who the fuck is Texas Pete? No, it's a substitute swear word, and it's a fucking horrible one. Well, but Texas- also, Hillary Clinton does have a massive black base. Uh
1: huh. Texas I mean, Pete's a-, a hot sauce.
2: <laughs> so she's so Tarn- Starnes is saying that <laughs> no, it's it's not working, but yet it actually is. Uh. Um. Anyway, last January she was named. The radio station's donkey of the day for being inauthentic and for pandering to black people, said the Washington Post. The radio host said that a hot sauce Hillary was trying to reach black voters in a, quote, grandma trying to be trying to be hip kind of way. What's wrong with what's wrong with grandma's trying to be hip, man? Yeah. And except that Hillary really does like hot sauce. Yeah.
4: (laughs) And black people. Yeah. Right. I think that's his biggest problem with it is that she actually does like black people.
1: Now, if she liked Asian food, would she be pandering towards the Asians? How dare she she like Asian food or hot food or I think he's just got a problem
4: with 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 the fact that she's pandering. It's not that she's pandering. It's that she's pandering to black people.
1: Yeah, it's it's the black element. I think a white person is not allowed to do that. Yeah.
2: Um, And then the host goes on to say that a lot of black people feel that feel like they can't trust you because you mispronounce Beyonce's name, which may be the dumbest reason to reject
1: a candidate I've ever heard. I mispronounce a lot of names.
2: Yeah. Well, and what's what's this standard that Hillary's got got to know how to correctly pronounce a made up fucking name anyway? I don't know. It's Todd Stearns. Yeah. Well, this was the radio host that was saying that too, though. Yeah. Uh, it's not the first time that Hillary was is pandered to black communities across the fruited plain. He, <laughs> I wonder. Oh, is that a really a republican thing to use that phrasing or did across he get, the Did he thing. get that from Brian Fisher or I don't, whatever? No. I don't know. Oh cuz you That's, know if this if this isn't bottled up in in San Francisco this this kind of nonsense
4: Where does that hot kinda, sauce come from? <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paste Bignati. <Bichetti.
2: laughs> yeah, it's not the first time she's Oh, this, this one is awesome. It's not the, this is Todd Starnes. It's not the first time that Hillary has pandered to black communities across the fruited plain, dropping her G's above and below the Mason Dixon line. So, according to Todd Starnes, having hot sauce and speaking improperly is appealing to the blacks. That sounds like, I think he's the fucking racist. Yeah, I was
4: gonna say that sounds pretty fucking racist. Why
2: would he pick that? She's Uh. from the South. They drop G's in the South. And they like hot sauce in the south. There was a time she changed her her Twitter logo to represent Kwanzaa. Ooh, oh, how dare she pandering. And then there was the time she had chicken and waffles. Oh
4: everybody knows that chicken and waffles are fucking terrible. This guy's such yeah. a fucking
2: asshole. <laughs> she better oh, not. Oh yeah, ahead. they're good, but but like <laughs> I, I don't know what is his point. That white people can't engage in those activities or that or that Liking chicken and waffles, hot sauce, and speaking improperly means you're trying to get black friends.
1: Now, what's her favorite kind of grape drink? Cool, cool, cool <laughs> purple. Age. Purple Ooh, drink. Ooh, she double racist.
2: <laughs> uh, truth be told, says Starnes, I'd be willing to bet a jug of sweet tea. <laughs> Hillary couldn't tell the difference between a collard green and a turnip green. I couldn't. And then he goes on to sing Zippity-Doo-Dah. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking asshole. Jesus. That, that, yeah, that,
4: that whole thing is him projecting his own yep. racism onto yeah. everything, right? Yep.
2: Holy shit. What a fucking asshole.
4: Wow. I don't know that I've heard anything quite so overtly, <laughs> like, just projecting
2: his own racism onto the whole thing. And, and- Well... That might be a little hyperbolic. I mean,
1: Trump and Cruz are running. Well, <laughs> if, if you want to go to the subject of racism, why don't we go to that next article over from this one?
6: Segway, friends, it's worldly. Why is it so many black basketball stars, black football stars, black baseball stars want a white wife? Why? Lord have mercy. It's another defiance of God's law. It is a worldly way. And then it creeps over into the message. Tell me what's the difference in preaching against bobbed hair, painted face, shorts, all this, that, and other, being worldly. And we let this worldly means come right in. And we're afraid to say one thing about it. And let me tell you right up front, any of you young people? You want to marry a black man, you girls? Don't ask me to do it, because I will not. I refuse. I cannot do it with a conscience toward God. And look these quotes in the face. You white brothers, you find a black sister, you want to marry an African or whatever more, don't ask Brother Donnie. I'll I'll quit church. Suit yourself. I'd rather you quit than me get in trouble with God. Well, glory.
1: Now, before we actually talk about this one, uh, Ben Carson made a comment you today. You racist.
2: Wait, what are we talking about? Uh,
1: <laughs> that so, Uncle Ben? Anytime somebody I, says a black man, Ben Carson's well, got to be thrown in the mix. But Harriet Tubman is getting put on the $20 bill and Andrew Jackson is being taken off. Oh, oh boy. Ben Carson had an issue with that, saying that Andrew Jackson was a uh, really good president. He did so much what? for this are country. Are you fucking kidding I me? I know. And then he said, well, maybe we should put her on a different bill, like the $2 bill. <laughs> oh, God. He's like, she deserves to go on a bill that nobody uses. Oh, and he didn't say that. Well, no, but basically saying put mm. her on the $2 bill is basically saying put her on a bill that, that's irrelevant. I don't even know if that's in circulation. It is. It's still in circulation. Are they still printing them?
4: Or yeah, Or yeah, still yeah. just in yeah. circulation? Really? You basically yeah, yeah. gotta, like, ask for them. Yeah,
2: you can go get them. Huh. My boss gave me a bonus in $2 bills last year for Christ- For Christmas bonus.
4: He yeah. said, thanks. Now I get to explain that these are a real thing whenever I try to fucking use them.
2: Yeah, Not o- not only that, but, like... Um, that mural I'm doing is for a cop buddy of mine uh-huh. and
4: Hey, wait, wait, you can't have cop friends. I
2: know, I know, I know. Whoa. But, um, well, I don't bring him up when I'm making arguments, <laughs> but, uh, he was going to get lunch and I just happened to have some of those in my wallet and gave them to him. And he was like, Oh, that's interesting. We just had, uh, somebody rob a bunch of these brand and they're brand new. Cause my boss has to go get them. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, we just had a bunch of, we just had somebody rob, a." Uh, bank and get a bunch of these just recently huh. and they haven't caught them yet so I'm like well... So you've been well, looking at your boss kind of side sideways the last little bit then? I mean we've been friends for years but <laughs> I'm like well okay you can go fucking check, them. check the numbers or whatever you're going to do with them I don't give a shit but bring me <laughs> back a hamburger would you? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho <laughs>
4: So he thinks Andrew, bi- not your yeah. boss, <laughs> right. or or your cop friend. He, he
1: cited Ben the fact, Carson thinks yeah. Andrew Jackson was a great president. He cited because he was the last president to ever end his presidency with zero national debt. Oh, brother! Oh my God! Andrew Jackson couldn't even couldn't even get assassinated, right? <laughs> Andrew Jackson <laughs> paid people to whip slaves for him that escaped. I'm too weak. And- Go now, whip hmm. that man. I think I was reading one thing where it said that he owned over 200 slaves. Uh-huh. And was a complete asshole to all of them. Uh-huh. Uh He didn't view them as people. No, they're property. Yeah. So well, he wasn't a nice guy. He was a very horrible guy.
2: Uh-huh. It's also interesting too because from Ben Carson's pers- perspective, uh Andrew Jackson probably did less overall to allow Ben Carson to be in the position he has today than harriet tubman
1: but the thing is is almost everybody blew up on this like how dare you take andrew jackson in this article here if you scroll down it's got a bunch of twitter hits on there from what people have been saying in response to this and this just came out today and the internet went apeshit over hillary tubman being on the 20 dollar bill we fear change oh my god it's
4: a change somebody run for the hills tubman was important but removing a president
1: hmm Moving a shitty president. Oh, God damn. So
4: as the USA becomes a third world shithole, the $20 bill goes Jones. ghetto. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> From genophilia. Replace man who hated banks with commie slave stealer of cotton. On bank- cotton banknote. Seven layered dip. dip of irony. Wait, 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 wait. He's calling Harriet
2: Tubman a commie slave stealer? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Well, I mean, you know, if your whole family was Oh. Uh, moving a
1: white from a $20 bill to Oh god, don't with even read that. Mudskin in an act of war on whites. What? Wake up white people at Harriet Tubman. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> fucking god.
1: Lord wow. Humongous. Wow. That's Harriet Tubman uh, on the
4: twenty dollar bill is clearly a conspiracy to force a cashless society. Race aside, she's ugly.
1: Oh, uh, I uh,
7: mean this is
4: I'm not uh, a racist. I just think she's ugly.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't get what the fucking problem is with having a phenomenal person on there. Oh uh, Jesus this,
2: Christ. Look this, at this fucking
1: idiot. This guy. This ain't
2: right. Feminism, soashialism. And affirmative action, all against God, hashtag white genocide. Dude, are you fucking serious? Oh. I hope that guy doesn't breed. And and I, I didn't stutter just because he looks like he would. He put three <laughs> Fs in
1: affirmative. Then Andrew Jackson was one of my favorite presidents. Why couldn't Hillary Tubman be on the 50 <laughs> instead? <Hillary>. Harriet.
2: Harriet. <laughs> Hillary
1: Tubman. I'm sorry. We were talking about Hillary too much. Who's okay. currently on the fifty? Uh, fifty is a non-president. No, yeah, that's a hundred. That's the hundred. Um, um It the- is oh, Ulysses God. S. Grant?
2: Uh, yeah, sure is. Huh. Okay. Well, well, we
1: should we should put Reagan on there instead. That
2: was yeah. the, that was the next one.
1: Yeah. Uh, then I had read comments before. People like the presidents didn't want anybody on the bill. Why don't we just leave our national models on there and like an eagle? Oh what? Jesus Christ!
4: Oh wow. So Whoa. then then there are then there are pictures of people drawing blackface on the
2: picture of Harriet Tubman Thanks. on the twenty dollar bill. Man <sighs> these are, are these all the Trump supporters? I mean I don't know. God reading through some of this is fucking brutal, man.
4: Hashtag Harriet uh. Tubman. I'm appalled at the people who ignore or accept the obvious hashtag white genocide. What
1: is this hashtag going on globally? What there's no white genocide going on. Wow. I have not seen white people Where? being hauled away to camps and fucking murdered. Buried in mass graves. Yeah. No. Uh, these are people that are paranoid and fucking. We ran out of tinfoil probably because. I'm of these losing fucks. my privilege.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's amazing.
1: I Holy have the cow. right to be racist. You can't. Nope. Don't Ugh. PC me. Oh, don't geez. be PC around me, you. What? Genocides? It's people like this that just yeah. give this country a bad fucking name. Like, Twitter's a cesspool of miscreants. And- well, d- did you hear? I can't remember if it was Google or Windows who made the uh, the, the online bot that was supposed to learn from... Twitter and Facebook. That was Microsoft. Microsoft and yeah. like within the what, like forty-eight hours. Within twenty-four hours, yeah, she turned it went into fucking
4: racist. She
1: turned into Nazi. a nine-eleven <laughs>
4: truther. Nine-eleven yeah. truther, Nazi, sex-addicted.
1: Which just goes to show the kind of shit that people are posting that out there. When thing. that's yeah. what it learned. <laughs> yeah. It's, sa- it's sad.
8: What's your problem? I'm a Catholic whore. Currently enjoying Congress out of wedlock with my black Jewish boyfriend who works in a military abortion clinic. So hail Satan, and have a lovely afternoon, madam.
2: Um, how about a palate cleanser?
4: Okay. Uh, I'll take a mint. Which I should like to have my palate cleansed. Uh, Some sorbet?
2: Mmm. A lovely
1: lemon mint. I don't know Ooh. if I want to do those now. I have some jokes. Some jokes? First, but... first time I ever went to a five star restaurant and they brought out that sorbet thing, uh-huh. me and my brother were sitting there looking I'm like, what is this? What is it for? It's, it looks like butter shaped in a flower.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this one's a little bit lighter. It's kind of funny. Do you guys know who Pat Boone is? Did you see that story?
4: Pat Boone, that wasn't that an ancient old country singer? Country singer yeah, yeah, okay.
2: Well, he's calling out Saturday Night Live for a recent skit that parodied God's Not Dead too. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. Boone claims the skit, titled "God's a Boob Man," is anti-Christian, anti-Semitic, and outright sacrilege. It was
1: fucking funny. Yeah, I liked it.
2: In the skit, a woman is being forced by a Jewish Jewish ACLU lawyer to declare that God is gay. Boone tol- told the Hollywood Reporter, Saturday, "Saturday Night Live crossed the line." No, he said, "God has a sense of humor. Why else would he invent the porcupine and the giraffe?" <laughs> I like he his, invented. I, the... Yeah, I like the word "invent" there, but also <laughs> that he didn't pick the platypus for some reason. Yeah, if he was going to go with funny animals. <laughs>
1: Or um, hang our most gentle bits outside of our body, and he invented right, them right. like
4: God. You can you you can go and look at God's patents on file, right, with, yeah, with the U.S. Yeah. Patent Office, right? Somewhere.
1: Instead of just going, giraffe <laughs> patent zero zero one,
2: <laughs> <"Pow,"> capybara. <"Cupine." laughs> um, yeah, but that that to him is a good sense of humor, anyway. Okay. But anyway, he goes on to say, uh, what was it? What was the guy's name again? Pat Boone. Pat who? Boone pat your cunt <laughs> I was like can you seriously not turn your fucking headphones up man nice uh god can be devilishly funny but this skit is diabolical no it was funny god has only one real enemy satan <laughs> satan ridicules faith and they're s- they're taking satan's side they're also ridiculing me and the film telling impressionable young people not to see it because it's ridiculous.
4: He's afraid of the Saturday Saturday Night Live skit. Yep, making fun of him. Mm-hmm. He'd hate our show.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then they throw me. Then they throw in that lawyer that the lawyer is Jewish and making the Christian look even worse. Wow. Well. But it's just anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> then be how it, is it anti-Semitic? I don't know, but be in be in a better, better movie then, dude.
1: Oh, was uh, he in the movie? Yeah.
2: He was in it. That's why he's taking such personal <laughs> offense. <laughs> uh, Boone insists that he's not looking for an apology from NBC. However, he thinks the network should issue one. No. So, so no, but yes.
4: I'm not looking for an uh-huh. apology. I just think you should make
2: one. Yeah, you offended right. Right. my <laughs> religion. Yeah, and then he moves right into the classic pseudo modesty, couched in threats that Christians love. As much as I've enjoyed SNL. They went over the line. The believers in God deserve an apology. He said, I won't waste my breath on demanding an apology. They don't answer to me. Well, he already wasted his breath. They answer to the one they defame, and there are consequences.
4: (laughs) Go and fucking stomp your feet Uh,
2: somewhere else.
4: Nobody fucking cares.
2: Yep. Uh, God's Not Dead 2 also stars Melissa Joan Hart and Jesse Metcalf. It uh, tells the story of a public school teacher whose Christian faith and career come under attack when she answers a question about Jesus with Scripture.
1: I'm, t- I'm honestly um, surprised that that Full House chick's not in the movie. Oh, yeah. Candace, Candace. Yeah. Cece.
2: Uh, Pat Boone said that SNL has become filthy in recent years. I used to love <laughs> I used to love SNL. I record it every week. It's gotten filthy, though, so no more.
4: <laughs> they talk about boobies.
2: <laughs> he said, this skit was- is outright sacrilege. They know if they did this to Muslims, they'd have... Uh, they'd have to be put in a witness protection program. There's nothing sacred at, at SNL except maybe the words Muhammad or Allah. So is he suggesting that Christians should start threatening people more often? I so see, it seems like yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's got a hard on for that fear tactic. I mean,
4: the best way to make sure that people don't mock your religion is to threaten them more often. That seems to be his his stance here.
2: Yeah, I think that's a lot of Christian stance because like, you would never say this about Islam. The fucking hell we wouldn't.
1: Yeah. So and
2: not only that, but SNL
1: has always been a little dirty
2: with sweaty balls and yeah 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 but the thing that bugs me is just is about that particular part of it is the same thing that fucking christians do all the time which is oh this is fucking hilarious i record everyone until they, they make, make fun, fun of me, me. Yeah. now it's not funny now yeah. i'm boycotting it i'm gonna throw a fit fucking it's ridiculous it's gone over the line you need to apologize no you were laughing at this shit when they were talking about that guy he fucking pro- grow up christians
1: he probably thinks it's funny every time they mock muslims yeah, it's,
2: oh, I'm sure he does, yeah. Well, and it's
4: like when uh, fucking South Park made, would make fun of yeah, yeah, all yeah. kinds oh, of
1: religion. Every one of them.
4: Until but when they, they made fun of Yeah, wait. until they made fun of Scientology, and then all of a sudden there's no longer Chef there because yep. fucking yep. what's-his-face
1: oh, yep. yep. is a Scientologist. Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes I, is a Scientologist. I'd actually seen something on it the other day when they're talking about that death scene. Like, when he dies, he goes, you kind of of poke fun. I'm like, sorry, chef, you had to go. Sorry for those crazy people.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all fun and games until somebody shoots my church's yeah. eye out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, fuck all that noise. Speaking of fucking all that noise.
9: Segway! In a moment of doubt, isn't there, I don't know, I, I find I just find it fascinating that even when you're alone and, you know, no one else is watching, that there might be a moment where you, you know, want to hedge your bets.
10: If that comes, it'll be when I'm very ill, um, when I'm half-demented, either by drugs or by pain, I won't have control over what I say. I mention this in case you ever hear a rumor later on, <laughs> um, because these things happen, and the faithful love to spread these rumors. You know, on his deathbed, he finally, well, I can't say that the entity that by then wouldn't be me wouldn't do such a pathetic thing, but I can tell you that not while I'm lucid, no. I could be quite sure of that. So if there is some story that on your deathbed... Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't credit it, no. I saw
4: earlier this week, not on the Faces book or anything, I try to find stories independent of my social circle. Yeah. Uh, Posted on ChristianPost.com is a story about author Larry Taunton who says that atheist Christopher Hitchens contemplated conversion to Christianity prior to his death.
1: Hmm. For some reason, I don't believe
4: that. No, I don't believe that at all. But, you know, according to the Christian Post, this book makes
1: a very good argument that, that that's the truth.
2: Now, Oh, having, and, and Christians know so much
1: about good arguments. Having a discussion <laughs> about it is probably way different than contemplating changing to it.
4: Yeah, so, well, the story says that Larry Alex Taunton, the founder and executive director of the Fixed Point Foundation, says in his newly released book that the late notorious atheist Christopher Hitchens was contemplating conversion to evangelical Christianity before his death. Though still recovering from a near-fatal accident, Taunton is talking about The Faith of Christopher Hitchens, released on April 12th, which is Taunton's book. Quote, Amazon ran out two days ago. The book has been in high demand. It's gotten a lot of visibility. Taunton, who is known for debating atheists, told AL.com in an interview, Hitchens, who died in 2011, became a close friend of Taunton, and they went on two long road trips together, quote, with Hitchens reading aloud from the Gospel of John on one of them, end quote, the news website says, adding that the Christian author is also friends with British
1: atheist Richard Dawkins. I don't believe any of this. No. Even if he was reading from the Bible, it doesn't mean he was converting. Hitchens
4: said several times before he died that the to not off. believe anybody who would ever yeah. say yeah. that he converted on his deathbed or yep. was thinking of converting, that if that he seriously doubted that it ever would happen, but that if it did, it would be that he's losing his, his mental faculties yeah. in the throes of death. Yep. I mean, that, he said that several, several times before he died, that mm-hmm. because he knew that this kind of shit, this kind of happen- heinous
1: fuckery yeah. would eventually happen. Yep. And I, I can't remember if he, in his very last, uh, talk, did he, did he, did he discuss that in his very last speech when he's, before he died?
4: I think he discussed it in like the last 10
1: of yeah. <laughs>
4: however many speeches he did. I just remember I've gone back
1: and I've been watching it a long time, but I used to go back and watch that one of him with his very last talk. Where he's kind of weak on the stage and a little.
8: Mm.
4: I'm trying to remember Slow. the the very last thing that he actually wrote. He even mentioned it. Okay, but yeah, I this this Larry Alex Taunton, if he was actually friends with Christopher Hitchens in life, should be fucking
2: ashamed of himself. Yeah, what a fucking coward. Yeah, make a quick buck off the dead off the dead guy who can't defend himself.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I posted that to facebook earlier this week and just said fuck everything about this article yeah yeah and
9: in particular fuck you larry alex taunton yep as he was dying hitchens wrote his final book appropriately titled mortality his widow carol blue is here this morning welcome well thank you charlie you describe in fact that he was holding court to the end even though yes. he knew
11: he well he didn't um, he knew he was, there was very sick a, i mean he knew he was very sick um, he had hoped to we had Checked into, the, he checked into the hospital feeling funky and it was this one of those super bugs you get in the hospital. But he was he, you know a last e- one of the last emails he wrote was oh, I'm back in the hospital I hope just for a couple days when he said he would you know have to postpone writing a column to one of his editors. Um, he there were many friends there and he was the one kind of carrying the conversation bringing up the various subjects. He was talking about Philip Larkin, Auden, Woodhouse. God never came up, if anyone's interested. <laughs> yes. Uh, it just was, was a non He was very non-subject. honest about
9: the fact that he had been well-known for what he had written, as I said, in the introduction. Uh, but that didn't change with him. He thought that would have been dishonest to say.
11: Yeah, absolutely. That changed
9: my opinion about things.
11: Yeah. Well, I mean, if he had had a revelation, he would have been the first to share it, and he would have done it in a very interesting way. But as it happens, he didn't.
4: What's next? I got
2: a next. Oh, well, good.
11: Here you go, That's Ryan. That's
4: exactly what I was looking for.
2: Cool. <laughs> what? I'll fill the next. Okay. This one's for you, Ryan. Governor Scott Walker is feeling uh. so good about the role he played <laughs> in Ted Cruz's victory in Wisconsin that he's comparing himself to two of the greatest quarterbacks in Green Bay's history.
1: Fuck Jesus me. Christ and who? Bart <laughs> Starr. I was going to say Bart Starr and Brett Favre, but it's probably Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre.
2: Walker says Donald Trump's decision to attack his record as governor is like someone going to Lambeau Field and taking a whack at Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers or retired great Brett Favre.
4: I knew it. (laughs) He would not name Bart Starr because he doesn't know fucking football.
2: I know. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like those guys, Scott. They'll never be president either. Uh, the Republican, I really thought that would do better.
4: Of uh, course. Well, I was, I was just thinking, fuck. I'm, I'm in my head stewing about him, like fuck you for not mentioning Bart Starr. Mention the two contemporary guys and forget the greatest quarterback that Green Bay's ever had.
2: Yeah, yeah. Aaron is pretty good though. He uh, is, but well, Bart Starr. I, I know, was a, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. Pretty
4: Bart big Star, legend. Bart Starr is is what led Green Bay to being the Green Bay that it is yeah. today.
1: Mm. Sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no it's true The Republican governor was uh, commenting In an interview on Milwaukee's WTMJ radio Cruz won Wisconsin on Tuesday Or whenever that was by 13 points Over Trump Walker's approval rating Is above 80% among Wisconsin Republicans nearly double What it is among all residents Trump criticized Walker's record While campaigning in Wisconsin Walker says it's like going after the going after his record uh, attacking Rogers or Favre just would not have worked.
4: Yeah, fuck Scott Walker. Fuck him in his ass. Yeah. Wait, he would enjoy it. Have you noticed he doesn't breathe through his nose?
7: No.
1: I don't like to pay attention to it. He's got like a long.
4: deviated septum or something. He's a mouth breather.
1: Have you noticed his what? chin slid off? <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: he's I don't, I used to I don't, grow a
4: goatee like Glenn Beck. <laughs> I know. I don't I
2: don't even know how he wears a helmet on his Harley.
1: <laughs> Let's just go flying <laughs> off all the time. But, but but he's done nothing good for Wisconsin. Nothing at all. Well, yeah.
4: he has dismantled unions and cut pay and yeah, killed strip. jobs and increased the debt. Yep. and
2: Yeah, and, and uh, decreased uh, teacher requirements.
1: Uh-huh. Decreased the requirements because no one would want to do a job where they don't get paid to do it.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut pay and benefits and, and then expect then, the And best your people. retirement. Like, oh, guess what? You don't want to
1: get a retirement. You're fucked. Yeah.
4: And can't figure out why nobody wants to work there. So then he cut requirements for teachers. So right now yeah. any jackhole can go and teach a kid history. Or- I,
1: I've got one friend back home who I know is still teaching, and he works three jobs. Mm-hmm. He's a, he works as a teacher and he works two other jobs.
2: Yeah, all all we're looking for is is twenty two year olds that will with thirty years of experience.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> eight dollars an hour.
4: And who plan to retire and are independently wealthy?
3: Right. Yeah, bootstraps. All you have to say is, "Science is a philosophy of discovery. Intelligent design is a philosophy of ignorance." That's all. I don't need to see. I don't need. Have you discovered anything lately? If not, get out of the science classroom.
1: This so, th- this one's just kind of funny. That's weird. It's is it? I is it funny? It's it's not. It's not funny. Like. <laughs> it's funny, like oh, this is. It's not funny. funny, haha. It's funny, peculiar. Yeah, it's funny, like you should shove a coat hanger in you funny. <laughs> that was oh, that that's was, hilarious. That was <laughs> get that, that was, out. That was <laughs> that was insensitive and mean, and I apologize for saying that. I should not have <laughs> said it. Coat hangers everywhere, are outraged. I know. <laughs> But why, actually, why, why would anybody need a coat hanger, though, Ryan? She might have tried to use a coat hanger. This might be what we might be seeing in this photograph. Who's she? What are you talking about? God. God? Yeah. Is it she? Well, according to a Dogma, yes. Needs It a, needs a coat hanger. Yeah. I'm saying we, we
4: haven't introduced the <laughs> <know. your> story. <laughs> Nobody know. knows what's going on at all. I'm trying
1: to confuse the shit out of everyone. Everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? What are <laughs> what they are you talking, talking about?
2: about?
1: <laughs> is this a dry cleaner story?
2: I like a dry cleaner story.
1: (laughs) So what is the story, Ryan? So it's this woman in Evansville got an ultrasound done. And she's showing off the picture of the ultrasound to everyone. And someone pointed out, look, there's a cross with Jesus on it in your ultrasound. So this woman has, and by the way, on this photograph on this thing, it's quite zoomed in to a one little spot. But she's been sick in the past and she has Crohn's disease. So, she thinks this is a sign from God that Jesus is going to protect her baby now because there's a picture of a cross in her ultrasound. She said you can see God's hair and his legs are crossed and his arms and everything. Mm-hmm. I think she just left a coat hanger in there. I'm, so, oh, I saw man. the headlines for that, this. Oh, okay. That's
2: where the coat hanger comes from. <laughs> But no, she wouldn't even. She could just stick her hand up there and get it. I mean, she just, just, just you just go Eucharist deep, and you could still get it. You could get. Her. So when I when I when I saw the headlines for this and I saw
4: the inlaid picture, it does have a picture of what appears to be a crucifix. And Definitely. Well, somebody fucked up the ultrasound, or she swallowed something, or something was fucked up about this whole day. Because that's where babies go. (laughs)
2: Are are you in the Idaho legislature?
4: (laughs) I've been listening to too many Pastor Manning shows. (laughs) For all we know, that's the baby's butthole. Uh, Oh. We'll burn and burn and burn. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, well, let's see what uh, 14news.com has to say about this. That's a short one.
5: An Evansville woman was in for a divine surprise after a prenatal checkup at her doctor's office. Yeah,
6: the ultrasound picture, which has now gone viral, revealed much more than the image of her baby boy. And she likes to think of it as a sign from God. Beth Sweeney has a story you'll only see on 14 News
8: everybody was just shocked like everybody's like i have to see that i have to see that so i was having to drive this thing all over town to show like my grandparents who don't have facebook and things like that Allie meyer is talking about this an ultrasound picture of her baby that appears to show an image of jesus on the cross i I think it's pretty amazing she didn't even notice until about a week later when someone pointed it out at her baby shower and she was like do you see this and i was like see what and she pointed to it and she's like it looks like jesus hanging on the cross And so we took a picture of it and blew it up on my phone to get a closer look, and it is so much detail. Like, you can see the hair and, like, his legs crossed at the bottom and everything. In just a few hours, the picture was shared all over Facebook. My mom shared it, and she got, like, 50 comments, and people were asking for permission to share it. While she's getting a kick out of the interest in the picture, Allie also likes to think the image is a subtle message from above. I've been on a lot of medicine for my Crohn's disease, and we've been very worried about it. Um, So I feel like it's a sign that everything's going to be okay with him. Beth
1: Sweeney, 14 news. You've got a torture device in your mm. uterus. I'm not going to cure your
4: Crohn's disease. I'll I'll put a little picture of my son being tortured and murdered yeah, in your right. ultrasound instead, okay? I should reassure you, that'll make everything better. Yeah. Now
2: you got thorny Crohn's disease.
4: <laughs> right, guys?
2: Right, guys? <laughs>
7: <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to do anything to make sure that your baby's born healthy. I'm not going to cure your Crohn's disease. I'm going to put a picture of my son being tortured and murdered in your ultrasound mm-hmm. so that you feel better.
2: Right, but- and I'm not going to. I'm not going to like make it appear to you in real life. It's gonna, it's going to be through. Uh, but you know what
1: the fucked up thing is paradolia in your ultrasound. Yeah, yeah. If if this child ends up not making it because of her Crohn's or has something happens during birth and the baby doesn't make it. Well, Jesus was with them. His cross was there. Mm. Yeah, they'll capitalize on that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: Jesus was just ready to call him. home.
1: Right, right, right. Mm, That's what that was. This Mm -hmm. was a lesson Mm -hmm. that we had to learn and loss.
4: See, we we know that now. If only we'd thought
2: about that before. (laughs) Jesus needed him. Well, why the fuck did he send him? (laughs) He's only been there for two months. God,
10: keep him then.
2: Jesus is a dick. No shit.
1: Fucking asshole.
10: Um, indeed, I believe people when they say that they have experienced miracles. I, bl- I believe that they think that they have. I, I think I'm obliged to credit them if uh, it comes to that. Um, as long as they keep it to, if you like, uh, if I can put it like this, modestly as I dare, to themselves. Um,
4: we have a, we have a Louis Gomer, Fucking Louis. We haven't heard from Louis for a little bit. No. no. So, this comes to us from Right Wing Watch. Louis Gomert says the hippies and the troublemakers are taking over. <sighs> uh, earlier this year, Rep- Representative Louis Gomert, our Texas shocker, yeah. attributed the popularity of Senator Bernie Sanders to the fact that, quote, we let, the, we, we, we let some of the hippies from the sixties start teaching the teachers in universities Gomert brought up the subject again in an interview Monday with Armed America Radio's Mark Walters, where he explained that, quote, a lot of the hippies and the troublemakers from the 60s and the early 70s figured out that instead of blowing up the Pentagon or blowing up police cars, they could just become teachers.
11: Oh,
1: Jesus. This- I, I don't remember many hippies blowing up cars. No. Oh, you know?
2: That uh, happened all the time. Did it? Yeah. And how many times did they have no. to rebuild? How many times did they have to rebuild the Pentagon? Yeah, several during no. the 60s and 70s. Because it's so easy to just walk up to with a with an Acme. Originally, backpack full originally of TNT. it just had four sides. I was gonna say was it wasn't. Right
4: they had to rebuild it so many times and got so confused no. and now has six sides. That's that's how that whole thing happened, Ryan. Well,
1: that's fucked up.
4: <laughs> this means well, the said, Pentagon
2: has five, but
4: that too. <laughs> Well, there used to be six. Then oh, yeah. okay. So yeah. it used
2: to be the hexagon. Then when yeah. the World Trade Center thing <laughs> happened, <laughs> we knocked a side out. Beep, 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 beep. We're getting important information from the hexagon, sir. <laughs> 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 this uh, this mean <laughs> which is which is so much better than going down though, because it's like, well, what do the leaders at the square say? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I want to hear from the leaders at the octagon. The octagon, oh, yeah. They fight.
2: Ooh, that sounds ominous. Or the
4: septagon. <laughs> Dodecahedron. <laughs> Get him on the
2: line. It's a
1: 20-side dice. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this means, he said, that the socialists that wanted to destroy the country in the 60s and 70s have figured out you can just miseducate the kids and you're well on your way to taking over the country. Huh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Miseducate. Mm-hmm. It's it's thanks to these same teachers, he said, that people have heard
2: over and over how horrible guns are. <laughs> Except here's an interesting stat for you, Louie. Anytime someone gets shot, there's a gun there, a hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the unless time, unless it's by and a bone less, arrow. Unless, unless, yeah. Nah, anyway, yeah, that's true. Fine, or slingshot or, or, a or slingshot, or slingshot, or a blowgun.
4: But you know what we mean. Yeah. Uh, let's let's hear it, let's hear it straight from the Gilmert's mouth. Uh... We are witnessing something from the progressive left, sir, that I I just have not seen a shift in a political party like this. I, I think he was in my lifetime, shit. am I right <laughs> about that? Or you...
12: No, I couldn't agree with you more. It, it, it's just been dramatic, but I, if we have just right. realized it, but apparently a lot of the hippies and and uh, the troublemakers. Uh, from the 60s and early 70s, they figured out, well, we're not going to fix things by blowing up the Pentagon or blowing up police cars. Uh let, Let's just all go teach at universities, yeah. and we'll start yeah. teaching the teachers who will, uh, you know, within a few generations, they will have been teaching the teachers who will be teaching the kids growing up. And so, Mark, I've had people, uh, you know, honest Sincere young people say, Well, can you explain why socialism is bad? You know, I, it, I understand it's supposed to be bad, but it really sounds nice. You know, everybody's sharing and whatnot. And uh, what it says is that the socialists that wanted to destroy the country in the 60s and 70s have figured out you just miseducate the kids and you're well on your way to taking over the country. And I think that's largely, uh, I mean, People have heard over and over uh, how horrible guns were. And, uh, gee, you don't need an automatic weapon for uh, hunting. Correct. The Second Amendment's not about hunting.
2: Oh, it's about killing people. Perfect. (laughs) But he still didn't answer why socialism is bad. He just moved right along. He's just like, well, they were trying – because they don't understand that in the 60s and 70s when they tried to use it to destroy it. How? How did they try to use it to – nice. You share your Legos and – Yeah. And did it ever cross your mind that the people who actually want to go into compassionate fields like teaching and helping people and stuff are going to be more liberal leaning? Did that ever cross – or the fact that they encounter a whole wide variety of different kinds of people from back different backgrounds, ethnicities, languages, all that – increases your compassion and understanding for diversity and, and empathy also for all yeah. people. and also pushes you left. Did any of that? No, it doesn't, it doesn't because you're a Republican and you don't give a fuck about any of those things.
4: Nothing occurs to him because he doesn't fucking think about it to begin with. He's got a narrow worldview of this is how things fit. Anything outside of that is weird, abnormal, wrong, bad, sinful. Yeah.
2: And they're not, they're not even, and, and they were, they're too blind to even notice the major right wing shift that's happened since just the eighties. Forget about sixties and seventies.
1: Well, hopefully. Texas will get its way because they're trying to uh, secede from the union again. They never will do that. No, they won't. But (laughs) they vote on it every fucking year.
4: There's an organized movement that they should secede. I saw the headlines
1: for that. We don't have the
4: story available. I can pull it up. But I was was reading on it where
1: uh, I think it was said that for every citizen in Texas, Texas spends about $2,200 per citizen. But they take nearly, I think it was close to $6,000 of federal money per every citizen. Of course of the they do. Purse, yeah. yeah. Per person. So like Texas would be fucking bankrupt if it wasn't for the federal government, which they hate.
2: Right. And and what does the US uh military specialize in? Invasion and occupation.
4: Of Texas. They yeah. tried yeah. to do that with Jade Helm.
2: Yeah.
1: We, we know. We saw it coming. weren't gonna have it. I want my life extending technologies. <laughs> 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 fucking them Walmart FEMA camps. <sighs> Oh, I saw them with my eyes. <laughs> Fucking Alex Jones. That guy never gets. Uh, so I like to go uh, on any the, less crazy to the YouTube and look up some of these crazy conspiracy theory people every once in a while. And I was watching one where this lady was going off. She's like, "Look, the government's moving bombs into the into different areas on the backs of trucks. They're all on trains. Look at this. I got pictures." And I'm like, "Those are C-130 fuel pods." <laughs> Those are not bombs. Those are fuel tanks for aircrafts.
4: They can be made into bombs. Yeah, you just put some tanks All you gotta do throw in some fuses. You can't tell me they're not bombs, Ryan! <laughs> Sorry, I got Alex Jones on <laughs> He possessed me. He's a demon. He is. He is. Glenn Beck is right. Alex Jones is a demon. It's,
1: Glenn Beck is right. <laughs> and atheists are summoning them demons to take over the world. And we're going to battle aliens
3: that's not human intelligence <laughs> <laughs> Fucking.
10: God. if i believe that i was saved because once a baby boy was born and before mutilated um uh, uh had a, was made the extraordinary discovery that he'd escaped the female birth canal his mother was a virgin or at least that her birth canal was only one way Uh, that thus I was a a sorry thing by the way religions distaste for these regions don't you find (laughs) and something to put you on your guard suppose I thought okay now I know that that must prove his teachings are true which it doesn't seem to me that they do but suppose I did and I'm gonna be saved by it I think that was a wonderful secret it would make me happy it should make me happy doesn't make people happy they can't be happy till I believe it too my children must be taught this stuff no, sir. No, ma'am. No day. No way. No shape. No form. You keep your illusion private.
4: Well, the next story we have up comes to us from Raw Story. Uh, it's got some local implications, but it's, it's... related to somebody outside of Utah. Uh, story headline says that a seven seventy-year-old woman tenderizes husband's head after catching him looking
1: at porn. Now, this story is is. is... 70-year-old heads are kind of tender anyway. They are. And this is yeah. funny to a way where it almost sounds onionish, but it's on raw story, so I don't think it's onion. No, it's not satire. No, but some of it sounds a little satirish. Uh,
4: the story says that the first validation of Utah's declaration that pornography is a public health crisis came from an unlikely source when a 70-year-old woman in Oswald Twistle, I couldn't pronounce it. Oswaldwistle. Sure. England beat her husband oh, with a English. metal meat gr- metal meat grinder, metal meat tenderizer after she caught him looking at porn, according to the Manchester Evening News.
2: Uh huh. A little bit of a little bit of an overreaction, one might say.
4: That was an overreaction. Yeah. Linda Holmes claimed that she saw red after catching her seventy-eight-year-old husband Gordon Holmes with adult porn. Adult
1: porn. Yes, not kitty porn. mm Hmm.
2: He hasn't touched me for 10
4: years.
2: (laughs) Because you're a 70-year-old woman,
4: (laughs) (laughs) she told police. And now he's watching porn? How dare he? How do I go about getting 10 years of my life back? What? The couple were about to celebrate their golden, golden wedding anniversary, 50
1: years, when the attack took place March 16, 2016. She's just mad that he's beating his meat and she ain't getting any.
4: It should be murder. I want ten years of my life
2: back. Wait, wait, wait. You've been dead for ten years?
1: I saw red mist. (laughs) That was his
2: brains. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, then, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I saw red mist. (laughs) Red (laughs) Mrs.
4: Mrs. Holmes pled guilty to inflicting grievous bodily harm on her husband. Yesterday, the court sentenced her to 10 months in jail, which has been suspended for 18 months. Prosecutor Stephen hmm. Parker explained to the court that, quote, there had been a breakdown some considerable time ago in their sexual relationship that had led to tension between them. Parker said that Holmes had caught her husband with the pornographic material several days prior to the attack. Ah, oh. But when she thought he was trying to destroy the evidence... What? <laughs> that's when she went after him with a hammer. The pages were all stuck together. She couldn't <laughs> open it. <laughs> Damn it, Henry! (laughs) Mr. Holmes suffered injuries to his head, ear, and right hand and escaped by running out into the street and telling his neighbors that his wife had gone mad. (laughs) He then told neighbors that he didn't want to get the police involved. Defense counsel Rachel Woods said that the attack was totally out of character for her client. Mr. Holmes told the police that he felt partially responsible for his wife's assault on him. Hmm. He said that it was his selfishness. That drove his wife to it, namely his playing in a band, playing golf. Oh, I thought those
2: were euphemisms at first.
4: (laughs) And I did, too. (laughs) And spending
2: considerable time away from home and not supporting his wife. Okay, so those things make more sense, but the porn is the headline.
4: Yeah. While Utah officials emphasized that pornography hurts the developing brains of children. Oh, brother. In its declaration of the public health threat posed by SMUT, BYU professor Brian Willoughby Told the Deseret News that the use of pornography has a negative impact on quote relationship well-being and detrimental expectations
1: about sex. Nope, it doesn't.
4: End quote. There is no word on whether the Holmes have reconciled.
1: Hmm. I wonder if he's uh they're related to H H Holmes. Who's that? Only the world's U.S.'s first H-cubed? serial ki- first serial killer. Oh yeah. Oh. During the Chicago World's Fair, where he built his basically his death. Hotel.
2: Oh yeah, that thing is creepy.
1: There's a movie coming out about it with like Leonardo DiCaprio or someone like that playing H. H. Holmes. Hmm. I don't think they would be related. No. Well, she she kind of seems like she could be. Yeah, seeing red <laughs> and beating a guy over the head like that. Red but they're
2: all the missed.
1: they're all the way over there in the fifty first state though. Yeah, well, yeah, but H. H. Holmes came from Europe mm-hmm. and killed Europeans.
2: Mm. And he was famously quoted as saying. I will now escort you to my red mist room.
1: Yes. I saw red mist. <laughs> if you've never heard of H H Holmes, look the guy up. He nah. was one sadistic fuck. You don't have to look him up. He built he built this hotel. We'll tell you about it. And uh-huh. All the rooms were soundproofed. <laughs> uh huh. So he could have his way with people and he Well, not way he all of wanted. them. I thought he'd soundproofed all the rooms, all, of all the, the rooms, kill rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the kill rooms. The kill yeah. Rooms. yeah. The, the
2: rest of it was like a normal hotel. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. all the kill rooms. Well, all, the, all the kill rooms were the rooms that people, all the bedrooms were kill rooms.
2: <laughs> well, he had like laundry chutes going to the basement ones. Well, yeah, to put the body in. The, yeah. And he had but, like six different people work on the construction of the so hotel, they went, so, so they, they went, didn't went, know really and he never paid them. going to be completed. But
1: he, he had doing. rooms where he could like release gas into it and just suffocate him to death, or you could sneak into the room and kill him in however you wanted, just sick, sadistic.
4: So this sounds like what American Horror Story Hotel was based on. This oh, probably. I, did, I didn't season. watch
1: the most recent one, but it might have been based on him. Cause he I stopped was... watching it. Like
4: We watched, I don't know, five or six episodes, and I was like, this is just fucking stupid. I don't like this show anymore. So we stopped watching it. Anyway, uh, yeah, our friends across the pond apparently are... Almost as sick and twisted as us here in on this side of the pond. So, what do you think about that, Mr. Morris? <laughs> and, and Mr. Morris? Mr. Spike. I can't think of how to pronounce all of your name, the real name thing. Zogdi, I think it is. Dan and, Dan and Spike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the two skeptical
1: chaps.
2: Well, also Dave Morris.
1: Yes. Yeah, that was the first one.
2: Yeah. I said Mr. Morris. And then I said, oh. Yeah. Well so that's Dan's last name as well. And the-
1: Oh yeah, they you said Mr. Morris.
2: Is. Oh right. They <laughs> yeah. are Oh okay, because you said Mr. Morris and We have Spike. we have Morris I <laughs> Yes we do. <laughs> Morris and Morris. <laughs> Shout
4: out to the Morrises.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a TV show, like a cop show. <laughs> Morris and Morris. Hold on, I'm getting a call from the hexagon. That <laughs> 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 must be really important, Morris. It sure is, Morris. It's on the red mist phone. <laughs> <laughs>
10: I think it was David Hume who put it slightly vulgarly. This was again about the virgin birth, I think, which is more likely that the whole natural order is suspended or that a Jewish minx should tell a lie.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's next?
10: Murfreesboro,
2: Tennessee. Tennessee! Police handcuffed multiple students ages 6 to 11 at a public elementary school in Murfreesboro on Friday... I know, it sounds like I'm saying that weird, but it is Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro.
4: This is the same place where where tube socks also double as dental floss. Oh.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. I thought you were going to say something else about tube socks.
4: I won't get into that.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> the action- it's Red hot chili peppers, you know, it's cold. Oh, right, uh, right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: The action inspired public outcry and added fuel to an already heightened- uh, already heightened tensions between law enforcement and communities of color nationwide. The arrest at Hobgood Elementary School occurred after the students were accused of what do you think students would be accused of? Eight, ages six to eleven, six they were 11. handcuffed and arrested at school. Ooh. What could they possibly have done?
4: Playing tag with
1: weapons. Playing smear the queer. No, they don't care about that. Oh, it's uh, Tennessee. Never mind. Yeah, uh, uh, not a bomb threat
2: they were accused of not stopping a fight that happened several days earlier off campus
4: oh and so they went to school and arrested
2: 6 to 11 year old kids yep they, well that seems
4: personal that per, seems perfectly reasonable for not reasonable. getting involved in the fight
2: a juvenile center later released the students but local community members now call for action police review of the incident and community conversation and social justice experts across the country use words such as startling and flabbergasted in response to actions in this case. What about unnecessary? Yeah. Uh, what were the handcuffs for, by the way? Let me guess, a the uh, seven-year-old threatened their lives?
4: Yeah, you got to be really careful. They get yeah. aggressive at different times of day. They're getting bigger nowadays, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, yeah, sure. They're pa- dangerous. Parents the and community the
2: members. They're thugs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Parents and community members sharply criticized the arrests of the students at a church meeting on Sunday. The Murfreesboro police chief on Sunday cited the incident as a learning experience, a chance to make things better so they don't happen again.
4: Oh. As he hiked his pants above his fupa.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The city manager said, if something needs to be corrected, it will be, which is another way of saying we're not going to do anything at all because something does need to be corrected. Uh Uh-huh. You're not. What are you waiting for to come in? Yeah. You have six year olds in handcuffs. It remains unclear exactly how many children were arrested. State law prohibits the release of juvenile law enforcement records, and police have denied a media request for the information. Of course, Murfreesboro well, police didn't say what laws the kids violated. Yeah. So
1: say what? What? Uh, what were they arrested for? Yeah. Not fighting.
2: Right. Yes. But but parents of several of the arrested children say the kids were charged with, quote, criminal responsibility for conduct of another. What? Which, according to Tennessee criminal offense codes, includes incidents when a person fails to make a reasonable effort to prevent an offense. Huh. And to that, I say they aren't even old enough to be considered responsible, even under the law. No. So what the fuck are you doing? Why are you wasting resources on this? That's And was there not- Trying to prove a point. Was there not a single person while they're going through this, trying to figure out their plan of attack that was in that room and just looked around and said, hey, guys, this is kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Nobody did that?
1: Yeah. They were
2: all there just was like, no, yeah, sure. There was sure. no
1: lone voice of reason. I wonder if the kid that got beat up was a, a cop's son. Oh,
2: doesn't say. Ooh. At least five of the ten children reportedly involved are black. The race of the uh, arresting officers are unknown, of course. Police officials have said they plan to complete a review of the arrest incident within the next 15 days. You know, until it all blows over and everyone forgets about it. Because it takes that long. Right. At a time of heightened tension in the country between police and the residents of the neighborhoods they protect uh particularly minority communities the incident raises concerns regarding several national issues including the overdisciplining of kids of color the criminalization of childhood behaviors and the growing mistrust some residents have with law enforcement it's unimaginable unfathomable that authority figures that authority figures would do something that has such implications that joseph walker III
4: unimaginable that clearly they haven't been reading a whole lot of stories lately, like they or they just lack an imagination at
2: all that's probably hyperbole but they only uh, read one book yeah uh he goes on to make a pretty good point though he says when we as the community are telling our kids don't get involved in violence and don't get in harm's way arresting them for not intervening is the most amazing paradox of our society yeah. and is devastating to us yeah who wins in that and what the fuck it's- are you teaching the kids
1: you're basically teaching them to say hey if you see a fight you better get involved. No, you're teaching them we're the bad guys.
2: No matter what you do, we're going to come get you.
1: This is this
4: is like That's the, what they're teaching them. This is like the the end of Seinfeld where they arrested yeah. where they arrested them all for not intervening in that
2: fight. Right. Children, by definition, are immature, said Stephanie Bone, an associate professor of sociology at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, and the founder of the School Center for the Study of Social Justice. It's appropriate to ground them or give them detention, she said, but when you deal...
4: For what still? What would they give? What would they... Oh, no, them she's loose?
2: just saying generally, like, oh, okay. as a you know, okay. that's, you know, but she said, but when you deal with... When you deal with that kind of behavior by handcuffing children and running them through the legal system, the first thing they learn is the police are there to punish them and they are not there to help them. Yeah. Which, you know, however sad, is a good lesson for them to learn in those neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, I mean, that they shouldn't they – sh- any, whatever. Uh, children should be held to a different standard when it comes to accountability. Absolutely. They don't have the maturity to understand certain situations like when to intervene uh, and – to be arrested for not taking a- action, they will forever be scarred because of that.
1: Well, e- but, even if it were adults, what would they arrest the adults for? Right. And I guarantee if the cops showed up while they're trying to break up the fight, they would have all gotten charged with fighting.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because they all, would, they all would have been in the fray. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. And And like I said, even if they were adults, what would the adults have been arrested for? Not throwing themselves into the middle yeah. of a potentially dangerous situation?
2: Yeah. Yep. In addition to angry parents and supporters, Murfreesboro Police Chief Carl Durr, that's his name, <laughs> and City Manager Rob Lyons were in the crowd. Christopher Williams, the school safety and education officer at Hobgood, on the day of the incident said that the Hobgood administration and office staff handled the situation as wonderfully as they could have, said the Hobgoblin. <laughs> mm-hmm. A video was taken of the incident. And officers, la- incident. And, and officers later obtained arrest warrants for students who did not break up the, dis- the disturbance information about who took the video and how the police da- obtained it is not clear. So they YouTube. had a video and spent a few days, maybe weeks going over the video, identifying the people who didn't fight, yeah. getting the fucking arrest warrants, then showing up at the school to arrest seven year olds in handcuffs for not fighting days earlier off campus.
1: What the fuck are you doing? I mean, it sounds like the time where I got, almost got in trouble in the military for my friend getting a DUI.
4: Why did you get in trouble for your friend getting? Oh, because you
1: didn't stop him. Well, because I was at the bar with him that night, and you didn't—you
4: well, didn't take his keys or stop him
2: from driving. Yeah, and he, and he or, blew a point. You or, weren't a
4: good wingman. He blew a point oh eight,
2: mm.
1: just barely. Uh.
2: But still, you're not a child, and you're in the military.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he was older than me, and we had—I think we had went to the bar opening night of football. Early, we had drank two pitchers between the two of us. and We're probably there for about five, six hours.
2: Hmm.
1: Neither of us are like, we're not drunk.
2: Hmm. Mm. Yeah, but I just, I can't imagine being a part of that team and securing that video. And they're like, okay, we need to go through this video and identify all the kids who are doing nothing so we can get search, so we can get arrest warrants. And nobody went. Now, maybe the kid that was why, and nobody went, why, why are we doing that? For what re what are- what is this? What is the point of this? And what will be what will we be charging them with exactly? Right, that's what I mean by why. But also, yeah, I guess that's good. We could do that because we have so many cops and everything is perfect in Tennessee. We'll just focus on this. Yeah, yeah.
4: we have no other go pressing fucking issues do to something else,
2: dude. I mean, yeah. come on.
4: Yeah, there's nothing else that we should pay attention to right now. Let's yeah. go and arrest some kids. Okay, Uh. let's go. (laughs) And
1: everyone said okay. (laughs) To the squad cars. I mean, (laughs) I I wouldn't have known that I'm supposed to step in and stop people from fighting and put myself in harm's way. I didn't know that was illegal. No,
2: how would you know? How would you know?
1: As an adult, you don't
4: know. As that. an adult, as a, you don't as know. As a
2: six
1: to eleven
4: year old you kid, would you have been paying that. attention to all the politics and laws surrounding all no. of that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, like just, I, it's just
8: silly. It's if just, I'm at
1: if I'm at a club or a bar and some people start getting into a fight in the parking lot,
8: I ain't jumping in that shit. I don't want to get fucking hit. No. It's back in the sixteen hundreds. Princess Elizabeth of Bohemia carried on a correspondence with Rene Descartes, who was trying to defend mind-body dualism. And Elizabeth demanded to know, how could something immaterial like the soul affect something material like the brain or the body? Descartes was never able to answer that question, and these days, science has gone way beyond that. We know a lot more about what is happening. We can literally see memories being formed. We can see the chemical changes in neurons. So the soul is supposed to also have memories. How do the memories get from the neurons to the soul? We know that brains often have false memories in them. Does the soul in the afterlife carry those false memories, or are they somehow corrected after death?
4: So I realized during the previous story that we didn't really address the whole Utah issue. Have Uh, we talked
1: about it on the show before? We mentioned it when it first started happening, but now it's finally signed into law. Yes. It's been signed by the governor finally.
4: It's a a resolution. That does nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. So this story is from the local Mormon-owned newspaper, the Deseret News. Uh says that Utah became the first state in the country to declare pornography a public health crisis and called on the industry and businesses Tuesday to keep, quote, evil, degrading, addictive, end quote, materials away from children. Governor Gary Herbert signed a resolution the state legislature unanimously passed earlier this year calling for education, prevention, research, and policy changes to address the pornography, quote, epidemic. Now, why is it any, first, why is it any of their fucking business what people do in the privacy of their own homes as long as they're not harming other people? How is this a problem? What? By what, and not only how is this a problem, but how is this the most fucking pressing yeah. problem that they should be spending our tax dollars on addressing here in the state of Utah?
1: Yet they don't want to address the fact that we have some of the worst air quality in the entire United States. We have some of the worst quality on the, the face of the it. fucking planet yeah.
4: here in the Salt Lake Valley. And they, they choose to address pornography as being a fucking epidemic and vote unanimously yeah. that it is one. That's
1: ridiculous. They're fucking,
7: fucking children stupid. up there.
1: And last I checked, children aren't legally allowed to purchase porn. No. Uh, and it should be the parent's responsibility. And they'd be like, well, it's everywhere. Kids. I'm like, you know, you can set restrictions on the internet. You can set restrictions on the internet, on, on your television. The yeah. There are th- ways to keep your children away from pornography if you don't want them to see it or look it up. Yeah. It's not hard. Uh, quote. We realize this
4: is a bold assertion, the governor said, acknowledging some would disagree that it has become a health crisis. Quote, it is in fact the full fledged truth. No! Herbert also signed a bill requiring computer technicians to report to authorities finding child pornography in the course of their work. Well, that's. Which I think was already a, Yeah, that's a thing. already
1: illegal. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, Senator Todd Weiler, who I personally fucking despise, I've mentioned him on the show yeah. a couple mm-hmm. times previously. Uh, who is a Republican from Woods Cross, said his resolution doesn't ban anything or infringe on freedom of speech. Wyler, who says he was, quote, mocked and scorned, as he sh- fucking should yes. have been, in some major publications for raising the issue, said he wants to safeguard children from exposure to sexually explicit images. Okay, fine, do that. Work on something that would handle that, as if there isn't already other things, but to say that pornography yeah. itself is an epidemic? Yeah. Fuck you. He said... He's not advocating any new laws, but is asking businesses and government agencies to, quote, do the right
2: thing. Yeah, it's, it's, but what this is is a foot in the door to eventually build laws on top
1: of. Well, you, like, there are no porn (laughs) shops in Utah. What do you mean? Like, only softcore porn.
4: No, you can buy hardcore porn here now. Oh, you can? Yep. Now you can. Back in the day, you could not. In huh. the, in the eighties, nineties, you could not, but now you can buy full on penetrative huh. depictions of sexual acts. We used to go to Wyoming <laughs> for that. Yeah. You don't have to anymore. Oh, huh. well, now you got the internet <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, I think that's part of why they were like, ah, <laughs> eh, fuck it. It's on direct TV dish anything. Yeah. You know, it's, it's everywhere on the internet. Fuck it. It's just too difficult. And you, you, I mean, there were, there were shops where if you knew the guy, he would get you what you needed? He could still say, well, you know this one. This one here? Uh-huh. Yeah. They've passed this one, but <laughs> right here, this one. You should buy this one. Not that I know from experience or anything. You, you know from experience. <laughs> Quote, we have restaurants, fast food restaurants, some of which cater to children who are providing free and unfiltered Wi-Fi as well as public libraries, Weiler said. <sighs> "Quote: If a library or McDonald's or anyone else was giving out cigarettes to our children, we would be picketing them.
1: <laughs> yeah, because there's real harm there. So when you're at the library or McDonald's with your kids, what are they doing looking up porn? And
4: how are you not seeing this yeah. as a fucking parent at the library or McDonald's with your fucking kid? But that's, that's how what... inattentive a parent they're... are you to not fucking yeah. realize that your kid yeah. is watching porn or that sitting in the booth next to you
2: jerking off." <laughs> yeah the booth isn't just squeaky but 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 that's it's also it's also not a good analogy because if a library or mcDonald's or or anyone else was giving out cigarettes to our children, yes, of course there'd be outrage, yeah, just as there would if any of those places were giving our help. children
1: porn. porn, yeah, if you had porn yeah. in your happy meal, they'd be like, they're not oh. doing that, no. yeah,
4: the senator said state and federal leaders need to encourage internet service providers to make default settings porn free. And make people opt into pornography.
2: You Although, that already would, that would be one hell of a happy meal, though, right? <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> right. There's... We'll have the fillet of fish, right, guys? Right, guys. <laughs> There's a little button on Google
1: called Safe Search. Uh huh. If you turn Safe Search on, pornographic and violent material will not show up. As far as your Google search goes, but you yeah. can still go to the website of whatever. Well, if you type in it manually, yeah,
4: yeah. So your kids got to already know what it is, and you as a parent should probably fucking know that they're doing that. Weiler also called on the multi-billion dollar pornography industry to, quote, help us protect children from your evil, degrading, addictive, harmful substances. (laughs) Oh, that's
2: a good way to reach out.
4: If adults want to do that, that's their choice. Okay, so we'll- Evil, evil, and degrading, and addictive. All three of those are fucking wrong. They are. So
1: I honestly think people who claim to have a porn addiction- don't have a porn addiction. They just can't stop rubbing their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and as
4: Doctor Darrell Ray would say, they don't have a porn addiction. They have some other underlying issue. There's no such thing as a porn no. or sex addiction. It's a porn or sex addiction. It it doesn't fucking work that way. They have yeah. other problems.
1: Like I I had seen one thing where the guy's like, yeah, I had a really bad porn addiction. It was so bad I was getting sores so on my penis. I'm like, no, you so didn't. So now have I a-
4: just now I just shoot up meth.
1: It wasn't the porn that was I inject all the marijuanas yeah. it I'm like it wasn't it wasn't the porn that was giving that was a problem. You had a problem with jerking off too much. That was your issue. you'd have done it with with or without the porn does, the porn didn't make you jerk off. You made yourself jerk off.
2: These are the small government guys, right?
1: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the small government Republicans,
2: yeah, uh
4: this isn't the first time that Weiler has dipped his toe in the porn pool. In 2013, the legislature passed a Weiler resolution saying that softcore or, quote, gateway pornography hurts brain development in young people. (laughs) Dude. I would love to Uh. see the quantifiable scientific evidence
1: asserting this. You know what would be a really easy test? Go to a village where they don't wear clothes and see if they got brain damage. Yeah. Dude, when I was young, all the time. When
4: I was young, my grandmother bought me a subscription to National Geographic. Yeah, oh, boobies. I had several where the pages would just stick together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, several researchers and anti-pornography advocates joined Herbert for the ceremonial bill signings. Clay Olson, co-founder of Fight the New Drug, which is pornography, called mm. it a historic moment for Utah and a step in the right direction. Quote, this is a challenge young people are dealing with at a level we have never seen, said Olson, wearing a porn kills love t shirt. <laughs> BYU Family does, Life uh... Professor, that's Brigham Young University. Yeah. Brian Willoughby said he believes there's now enough research to suggest pornography is a significant health crisis. What, BYU research? Yes. Yeah. Numerous studies, he said. <laughs> Numerous. There are dozens of them that I All cannot one. point you to any of one of them.
2: Right from the same from the same facility that says that Native Americans are Jews <laughs> and kick you out if you get raped. Numerous so, studies, he said, yeah. connect
4: pornography use to lower mental health outcomes and relationship well-being what? and detrimental expectations about sex.
2: This guy, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll bet you anything that there's numerous studies that link. Mormonism to, men- to lower mental health outcomes. And, and well-being and detrimental well-being.
4: expectations about sex. Yeah. Still, he said, more research is needed on the short-term and long-term effects of pornography. Uh-huh. Yeah. Quote, we're far from being able to make definitive causal statements about what pornography does and how it influences everyone who views it. However, the circumstantial research evidence uh-huh. that we do have all point to and suggest pornography is
2: not harmless. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. That's a bullshit study if you're going by circumstantial research because what you're doing is you're talking to people – who have already been negatively influenced by your fucking church that's telling them their whole life that this is wrong. And then when they go to do the one thing they can't help but do the one time, they're going to feel a tremendous amount of guilt yeah. over that. And yeah. so when you talk to them, of course, they're going to feel depressed and worthless and hopeless and all. Yes, that of they're course. doing bad things Cause cause all the time. Because you to told them that that's the, the way that they're going to feel about it.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
2: you. That's bad. You planted that.
4: Yeah, you're the one who've told them that it's that this natural thing that they're doing is bad, and then shitting on them when they yeah. actually do this natural thing that is not bad.
1: Look at monkeys; they do it all the time, Oh, willy nilly. Mm-hmm.
4: Willoughby said he hopes the resolution will start an open and frank conversation about the role pornography plays in the socialization of young people. Don Hawkins, executive director of the National Center on Sexual Exploitation in Washington D.C., called the bill signing a watershed moment in protecting dignity and a turning of the tide against pornography. Quote, Pornography with its raw, debasing, violent, and hate-filled scenes (laughs) are the sex education for our children, she said. Well, then give them actual sex education. Well, and yeah. and what kind of pornography are these people watching?
1: Right. Uh, they must be watching snuff
4: films. I mean, seriously. I mean, if sure, you can find some pretty grotesque and awful yeah. things out there, but if you're into that, eh, so And Some good. people actually like to get tied up and whipped in. Yeah, and, and can do so consensually yeah. and have safe words, and it's all fine and good, and everybody's or, consenting, and they're fucking adults. They can do what they want. Or dress up as animals and have furry sex. As a result, we'll Hawkins said- Sexual assault on college campuses, revenge porn, (laughs) child-on-child sexual abuse, and children creating pornography for adults is on the rise. Not Uh... because of all of this, it's because technology is now available for these people to do this, and shitty fucking parents have no idea what their children are doing. Pamela Atkinson, chairwoman of the Utah Coalition Against Pornography, said pornographers are, quote, Always one step ahead of us. If we want to protect our children,
1: we have to do something now. <laughs> I, I think we need to hmm. ban all war movies too. Yeah. It gives yeah. It gives a bad illusion of what the military is actually like. hmm All the heroics when all you do is actually sit around and wait and jerk off all the time <laughs> and search for
2: porn. Gotta pass the time somehow. Yeah. Yeah, what about what about the outcry of against violence?
4: Yeah, they're not they're not concerned about violence. I mean,
2: that happens it's it's just something that yeah. happens. Yeah, that's a part of life unlike sex.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, for these fucking religious backward shitheads sex has always been bad and sinful and wrong we need to stop the fast and
1: the furious yeah. movies too many kids are crashing their cars because they saw the fast and the furious 20 yeah
4: you should only put your willy in the woohoo when you <laughs> want to make a
2: baby but this this is a good this is a good uh, illustration of why we do the show and why other people need to do shows like this because they don't even fucking realize that the rules they've uh, they've adopted for themselves are now filtering into laws and bills well, and regulations and all the stuff that everyone else has to abide by.
1: Uh, but what do we? What do you have to abide by this now, law? Ma- does, yeah, no. But you know, you know, nothing. you know, goddamn
2: well place. they'd like to if so, yeah. they could. But, yeah, but, and but they're trying
1: man. to lay a foundation.
2: This, yeah. this
4: is this is the opening salvo. Of laying a foundation to just ban it all.
1: Yep. But then, did you hear what but the, they do? Uh, they owner do other stuff. Did, did we? What? Did you, did you see what the owner of Hustler did? Larry Flint did what? He Larry s- Flint said what? Larry Flint said sent free Hustler magazines to all the uh, Congress in Utah. Did he really? Yep. Uh, that's kind of awesome. <laughs> it yeah. is. That's not going to hurt <laughs> them many. Yeah, they'll just no use it.
4: <laughs> I was going to say throw it away, but that won't happen. No, they'll pretend to throw it away. Yeah, go and fish it out of the garbage later, <laughs> the dark of night, with a ski mask on, as if it's some fucking
1: crime. Mm-hmm. But it's this is just another example of states that say they want less government, forcing more government on you. Yeah, and it's yep.
4: these it's these poor, sexually repressed, that's religious that's... dimwits who have been told their entire life. That looking at this is wrong. Yeah, and so it must be wrong. They don't ever question. They don't ever stop to question. Well, why is it wrong? How is it wrong? What does it actually do? It's just no.
1: My church says it's bad, so clearly yeah. it's bad. And in, in reality, it's doesn't. It's nothing wrong. I think with the thing that gets
2: me the most about it is the hip- hypocrisy because they're all doing it. Oh, you oh, yeah. know they are. They're all doing it, and they're coming out here. T- Pointing their finger and scorning everybody else as if as if they don't, yeah, and
1: nobody else should I, either. I wonder how many of them have made child porn. Well, maybe a couple. I don't know. Didn't one of the? uh, <laughs> uh I was oh, the guy there that was a state. There was a
4: state representative who he. I don't know that he, he was born. He was busted for child porn, but he was doing some inappropriate things with very young staffers. That's yeah, not the one
1: That's not the one I'm thinking of. There was one that was... Well, oh, I thought you were, they were, I, uh, from what he
2: said, like making the actual videos.
1: Uh, there's one that was yeah. sitting in Senate underneath George Bush that just got busted a little while ago who was anti all this stuff and then... Oh, you're talking about, about Denny Hastert? Man. Yeah. Yeah. He just got busted for like, hey, you were doing like child porn shit. I don't think he was doing... Was he doing child porn? I thought, I he, got, he, I thought he got busted. He was with-
4: having sex with young boys. Oh, is that
1: what it was? Okay. Yeah. Mm. yeah
4: yeah he was he was it had having, something to
1: do with underage kids i remember that
4: yeah he was having sex with with young boys when he was a teacher uh wrestling coach I yeah believe. that's what it was yeah yep.
2: yeah just don't google herbert and ernie <laughs> 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 yeah
4: fuck uh governor herbert is terrible uh we have we have a fantastic uh democratic gubernatorial person candidate, candidate who's in the race this year. Mr. Mike Weinholz, who I really, really like a whole lot. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch the debate between he and... Uh,
1: the other day when I clicked it on, it was the, just the Republican one that I saw that I caught a little bit of.
4: Between him and Voldemort, I can't even think of the guy's <laughs> name. Oh, Von Cook Okay uh,
2: oh.
4: is the guy's name, who refers to himself as an Oriental medical doctor. Oh, so he pricks needles in people? He's, he's a self-proclaimed purveyor of woo...
2: Ooh. So he's not a doctor.
4: And herbal remedies. Ah. He's an acupuncturist and herbal remedy doctor. An yeah. advanced, advanced oriental medical doctor. Uh-huh. So he uh-huh. sells weed and shrooms? No. Oh. No, because those actually serve some medicinal
2: purpose. <laughs> right. Oh.
4: <laughs> they, they actually do something to you. Well, mm-hmm. then what the fuck is he selling? Woo. Oh. Woo and bullshit.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
2: Woo
4: and bullshit. So that's not advanced
1: Red
2: mist.
4: But he is Mormon and has gone on a mission, and every fucking
8: chance he gets, he'll be sure to mention that. Yeah.
4: Because that's Mm. the state
8: that we live in. We know the equations that the electrons that are responsible for, for chemistry obey. And there's no ambiguity in these equations. They could always be wrong. It is always possible to say, well, we just don't know what is going on. That's fine. But what we have is the evidence of every experiment ever done telling us that these equations are correct to overcome that we would need very very strong evidence just one experiment telling us how the soul is pushing around the chemicals in our brain but we don't have that
2: I want jokes can, okay. I, can I do a joke
8: yes let's do jokes i'll just do this cuz i've been hanging
2: cuz so i was like ah, jokes i wasn't here last week but i was <laughs> and planning and we missed you very much i was planning on thanks i was planning on being here you're welcome so i, I have these <laughs> i had these ready so it's about the top four candidates uh, in the presidential race. So
1: not about Kasich?
2: No. Oh. Uh. Um, some of them are my own. Some of them are borrowed and tweaked from uh, other people. But Okay. Uh, Hillary- Porn's what? bad and good. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's plan to waltz into the White House uncontested oh. isn't going as well as she thought it... As well as she thought... But analysts say her plan to defeat Donald Trump involves painting Trump as dangerous and bigoted. To accomplish this, she'll be quoting him accurately. <laughs> <laughs> They're also suggesting she may be on Bernie first. <laughs> Hillary Clinton said that during her time in the White House as First Lady, she would actually put on a baseball cap and sunglasses so she could walk around Washington, D.C. unnoticed. The hmm. only time it went wrong was when Bill pulled up and said, hey, baby, do you? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God.
4: laughs> <laughs> Hillary, dude, dude, uh, just real quick, yeah. I, I wanted to say so. Atheists of Utah has adopted a section of State Street for uh, an yeah. adopt a highway cleanup thing, uh-huh. and I don't know if I told you guys, but when when we went out to do our most recent cleanup a couple weeks ago, there were so many fucking prostitutes at the <laughs> end of our route, like right where our sign uh, is. There's oh this wow. there's this little motel that mm, I'm guessing must be able to rates? rent <laughs> oh, rent yeah. by the hour. Holy shit, dude. I think, you know, previously I've, I've noticed a couple prostitutes here and there. I saw at least two dozen when we went to go and do this. And I saw some like 70, 80 year old dude drive up in his little Toyota pickup and pick up a prostitute like right in front of us (laughs) while we were, while we were getting ready to do like a group photo around the atheists of Utah adopt a highway sign there. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" I've never. Yeah, there are a ton of prostitutes. I know if you guys need a prostitute, I know exactly where to go. <laughs> uh, any any good uh, no looking thanks? ones?
12: <laughs> They're v- right Vegas? by the
4: Atheist of Utah sign on State Street at about thirteen hundred South. Right, right, right there. Any Vegas quality ones? Uh, I don't know. Is Vegas or slipped into toothless meth meth, oh, meth addicts? No. Oh, okay. They usually wear dresses. You can spot them sometimes. No, these. Yeah, these were all of the tweaker variety. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, very so, twitchy and unkempt. So hep C. Probably, oh, at God. least. Okay. That you're crossing your fingers hoping that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on with jokes.
2: <laughs> uh, Hillary has been under fire for taking large fees for speaking arrangements. Despite this, she's decided not to reduce her fees, but instead she's increased her smile by 120%. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
2: Hillary... This is this is one of my originals. I'm rather proud of it.
4: Oh, I'm excited to hear it.
2: Hillary doesn't discuss policy issues much and prefers to deflect to her presidential qualities. Recently, she started combining them into short, easy-to-remember statements. She would like the voters to remember that nobody else in the race has such an experienced vagina. <laughs> 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 and... On to Bernie, well.
4: It really doesn't even matter, like, the level of
2: experience. It's like, yeah. It, right, exactly. Because yeah. that's what she talks about, experience and her vagina. So uh-huh. we, put sure, them together. we
1: sure yeah. Ted Cruz's neck doesn't have a lot of experience. <laughs> well,
4: maybe.
2: All right, Bernie. And there just isn't anything to make fun of about Bernie, so. No.
4: Yes, nothing <laughs> at all.
2: Uh, Bernie was recently quoted as saying that he's proud to bring Vermont values to the rest of the country. If he's president, he promised to create a holiday for everyone to make maple candy and go antiquing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it has to do something with maple syrup. I was thinking,
4: the the syrup's coming syrup. in here somewhere. <laughs> yep.
2: uh, Bernie has made history by, by being the first Jewish person to win a presidential primary in the U.S. His response to the victory? It could be worse, but oi, with the headaches. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, on the Republican side, the man with the constant I-need-to-poop smile, Ted Cruz, made history by, by becoming the first Hispanic person to win. <laughs> uh, Ted Cruz then said, and the first Canadian—er, oh. I mean, never mind. <laughs> uh, Ted Cruz said that he would carpet bomb ISIS until the sand glowed. When it was pointed out that ISIS was centered in a city with major civilian population, he said carpet bombs should only target ISIS. Which means Ted Cruz has invented a carpet bomb that only kills the bad guys, which is pretty remarkable. Uh-huh. I don't we think of that before.
0: He's a genius.
2: <laughs> Nearly 70, 70% of Americans said that a Trump, uh, Trump presidency would make them anxious, and the other 30% said a Trump presidency would make them Canadian. <laughs> 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 At a rally last month, Donald Trump was surrounded by Secret Service agents after a man tried to rush the stage. The Secret Service said that the man was dangerous and disturbed, but they had to protect him anyway. It was their job.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, on your previous joke, I was thinking when we were talking about pornography and and people who watch it and everything, I was going to say, you know, 80% of people would admit to watching pornography. The other 20% are
1: fucking lying. Yeah. 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 Right. Isn't that one that Daryl Ray says? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. His was about who masturbates. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, in an interview, Donald Trump said mosques need to be watched and studied because he believed they may spread hateful views. Hmm. In related news, Donald Trump needs to be watched and studied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at a Fox debate, Donald Trump revealed himself to be nasty, racist, boorish, sexist, ignorant, and smug, hence his success in Republican polls. Uh-huh. Uh, here's another one of mine.
4: And that's not just at the recent ones. That's like at everyone.
2: Yeah, exactly. Over the weekend, Trump broke another record with his campaign for the U.S. presidency. As he continues to gain voters, his supporters have now surpassed 86 as their collective IQ and is comprised entirely of Americans who still refer to Trayvon Martin and Freddie Gray as thugs.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I, I don't know that I can <laughs> I laugh at that one. That's <laughs> it's so true. All right, uh, Disappointing and sad. And true. And true.
8: <laughs> Moving on. What science says is that life... Or consciousness is not a substance like water or air. It is a process like fire. When you put out the flame on a candle, the flame doesn't go anywhere. It simply stops. And that is what happens when we die. Glenn Beck thinks a Nobel
4: Prize. <laughs> <laughs> That's
8: a two. good story, man.
4: <laughs> Glenn Beck thinks.
1: <laughs> why is that so difficult? Glenn Beck thinks a Nobel Prize nomination well, automatically you, confers no you <laughs> <laughs> a Nobel Peace Prize nomination automatically <laughs> confers credibility. There we go. That's the one. <laughs> Too many prize and peace look at the alike. Glenn Beck thinks a
4: Nobel... I think it's the Glenn Beck thinks thing that just fucking throws me because off Because we entirely. know he doesn't think. Yeah, that's, that's what it's <laughs> got to be. Glenn Beck dedicated his television program last night to once again promoting his ongoing campaign to get right-wing anti-tax zealot Grover Norquist removed from the board of the National Rifle Association on the grounds that Norquist is a is supposedly a front man for the Muslim Brotherhood. Oh brother.
2: <laughs> yeah, with a name like Grover Norquist. Yeah, yeah, I'm
4: sure. He fits right in. Uh-huh. Predictably, Beck brought right-wing <laughs> activist Kenneth Timmerman and Frank Gaffney, Oh yeah, predictable, who just this week was blasted by former NRA president David Keene as an unhinged conspiracy nut onto the program to make the case against Nor- to make the case against Norquist. Beck went to great lengths to try to bolster Timmerman's credibility by mentioning three times that he had once been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Timmerman is, Timmerman, quote, is a Nobel Peace Prize nominee, Beck said in opening the show, so that gives him some real credibility. In case viewers weren't convinced, Beck mentioned it again twice during his introduction. Just so you know, he comes to the table with a little bit of credibility, Beck said. Just a little bit. He was nominated a few years ago for a Nobel Peace Prize. So, real quick, before we get to the audio, I want to say, if he thinks just being mentioned as a candidate for a Nobel Peace Prize gives you some credibility, he must fucking love President Obama. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yep. How short is Glenn Beck's memory? He's yeah. like fucking yeah. Dory.
1: Yeah. So... Is- <laughs> so- Did the guy win the Nobel Peace Prize, or was he just recommended for a Nobel Nobel Peace Prize? Prize.
4: Uh, Yeah. He was a nominee. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Anybody can nominate you for a Nobel Peace Prize. Barack Obama actually got a Nobel Peace Prize.
4: Yeah. That reminds me of another Seinfeld episode where he's like, he goes to rent the car, and the the lady's like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any cars. And he's like, but I have a reservation. And she's like, yes, I know what a reservation is. And he says, I don't think you do. (laughs) (laughs) See, anybody can just take a reservation. (laughs) It's the actual keeping and holding yeah, yeah. of the reservation that counts. <laughs> right. Anyway, here's the audio from Glenn Beckistan,
0: <laughs> the Glenn Beck program. Lot to go over tonight, including an update on the coming recall vote to remove Grover Norquist from the board of the NRA in an effort of saving the NRA uh, from uh, a guy who, quite honestly, I believe has. Um, allowed some of the worst characters of the Muslim Brotherhood and of uh, of uh, terrorist organizations to infiltrate our government. And we will make that case tonight. We'll begin with uh, one of his good friends who is a uh, Nobel Peace Prize nominee. Some real credibility tonight <laughs> to talk about the dangers of, believe it or not, growing up. Because Glenn Nordquist. Beck ordinarily has none. But when we come back, I have one of his good friends from the past, Kenneth Timmerman. Kenneth is um, a guy who's working for the freedom of Iran, knows the circle that Grover runs in, and has quite a story to tell you. Just so you know, he comes to the table with a little bit of credibility. He was nominated a few years ago for a Nobel Peace Prize. Joining us now over Skype is Kenneth Timberman. He's the president and CEO Foundation for hey, Democracy fucks up the in Iran, of his name. <laughs> and also he was a uh, nominee Kenneth for a Nobel Timberman. Peace Prize in 2006. Jesus Christ, man! Yeah,
1: you know, what I always found funny about the Nobel Peace Prize. What? That the, the first guy that got it invented dynamite.
4: Well, hmm. that's a peaceful endeavor. Not really. Oh, if 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 you outlaw dynamite only criminals will have dynamite
1: <laughs> well not exactly because dynamite is outlawed and i don't see too many criminals running around with it well but i mean hey that's a good point
2: that's a great point for <laughs> well guns. i mean
4: hey that's a good point <laughs> uh,
2: and plus but i was gonna say though i mean like if he invented it for mining with no nefarious purpose
1: yeah but before sandy hook one of the worst school incidences was used by dynamite in like 1920 or something.
7: <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, if you got to go back that far to think of one thing, then for, uh, for dynamite. I'm happy with that. For yeah, dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where a, we're a dude lobbed to stick a dynamite into a single uh, school... Single room. School yeah,
2: I guess and, I guess it was more everyone. readily available back
1: when. Oh, it was. when Acme was up and running. <laughs> well, no. I, I, I honestly, I think me, me, you, you used to be able to get all this the stuff to make high explosives up until. Uh, uh, well, you can still get stuff to make high explosives. Well, you just need to know what to get. Well, Amfo used to be readily available until after uh fucking the Obama. federal building. Obama, Obama, uh, Timothy McVeigh, Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma, federal building. Yeah. Obama. That's Oklahoma when they. That's, that's when they made Amfo. Illegal to, mm-hmm. to strip. Because you used to be able to go – because Ampho used to be used for farmers as mm-hmm. fertilizer. You used yeah. to be able to buy Ampho.
7: Yeah.
1: And, but it's like, yeah, you mix Ampho and diesel together and boom, high explosive. And boom. <laughs> now you uh, can't now you can't just buy Ampho anymore. It's not available. Unless Sorry, you're, sir. Unless you're going to have to go elsewhere. Unless you're like FBI.
4: Have you tried Amazon?
8: I'll <laughs> oh, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> So we're faced at the end with two scenarios. One scenario says that everything we think we understand about the behavior of matter and energy is wrong in a way that has somehow escaped notice by every experiment ever done in the history of science. And instead there are unknown mechanisms that allow information in the brain to be transferred to blobs of spirit energy that persist after we die and can talk to the other blobs of spirit energy but don't talk to us except sometimes they do. The other scenario says that physics is right and that people under stress sometimes have experiences that are not actually real. On the basis of rationality, it is not a difficult decision to choose between these two options. On the basis of emotion, it might be difficult, but we need to have the courage to live life here in the actual world. Thank you. Uh, I think this is our
4: second to last story, maybe. No, possibly not. I don't fucking know. Anyway... Ted Cruz advisor falls for internet hoaxes about Sharia courts in Texas and Michigan and Michigan. <laughs> Michigaden. <laughs> Ted Cruz's national security advisor, Jerry Boykin, repeatedly roundly debunked internet fueled rumors about Sharia courts in Texas and Michigan and Michigan in a radio interview on Monday.
2: Okay, wait a minute. So is this advisor not part of Ted Cruz's homegrown team?
4: He's the national security advisor.
2: Oh. For Ted Cruz. Is he from Texas?
4: I don't know where Jerry Boykin is from.
2: Okay. If he's not, then whatever.
4: Boykin, in an inter... Jesus Christ. (laughs) Boykin, in an appearance on Sandy Rios in
2: the morning... Oh, God, Sandy Rios.
4: ...alleged that agents of the Muslim Brotherhood are gaining influence in the U.S. government to further the Islamist group's goal of changing our culture in general and forcing us to essentially modify our behavior... In what I think is a dangerous way. Mm-hmm. He must be taking cues from Glenn Beck. Yeah. Grover Norquist and, and this person are working together. After alleging that Islamic law has gained a foothold in Europe, the Family Research Council, uh, one of my favorite places, Research Council. said that it is reported that you have a Sharia court in Texas, for example, in Michigan, and you're going to see more of that if people what? don't wake up and take a stand against this and recognize the nature of the threat.
1: I don't have a what fucking clue threat? what any of that means. I'm I'm
4: worried oh,
2: have,
1: about I have, Christian Sharia law. I had to, to
2: this read country. it differently to make it make sense, but Yeah, how did you read it differently to make it make sense? It's reported that you have a Sharia court in Texas, for example, and Michigan, and you're going to see more of that if people don't wake up and take a stand against this and recognize the nature of the threat.
1: Did I not read it that way? No. You just oh. had longer pauses.
2: Oh. <laughs> Well, when you read it, it, was like Sharia court in Texas, for example, and Michigan. And I was like, wait, for example, and Michigan? What? <laughs> well, that's how
1: it's written. Yeah, well, it's, yeah.
2: it's the commas. Uh-huh. Uh
1: huh.
2: Boykin's reports, however. <laughs> they just put them all in there so you have to read it like William Shatner. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Boykin's reports, however, are nothing but online rumors. The supposed imposition of Sharia law in Michigan is likely a reference to a widely shared article from the National Report, a fake online news magazine. Yeah that is like an unfunny version of The Onion. (laughs) The claim that a Sharia court was established in Texas refers to a religious meditation panel similar to ones used by many Christians and Jews throughout the country. The Houston Chronicle called the Sharia court story its 2015 Texas Hoax of the Year, noting that the panel's panels' rulings are non-binding and work within the guidelines of U.S. law and only rule on non-criminal matters like marital and business disputes. Indeed, the meditation panel was actually launched in 2012 and functioned without issue until conservative websites and chain emails falsely implied that it was imposing Sharia law. Hmm. Boykin's claims about Islamic law taking hold in parts of Europe are similarly dubious and are likely based on meditation, mediation panels, similar to ones yeah. that are led by Christians and Jews. I thought when you first heard, I'm like, a meditation panel? But yeah sorry
1: Jews don't meditate
4: <laughs> but but such internet fueled conspiracy theories may be part of the security advice Ted Cruz is now receiving because it's Ted Cruz and he's kind of a dumbass
12: General Boykin, if nothing is done,
9: what's going to happen?
12: Well, most people think in terms of terrorism i I think that that's the top end that's sort of the tip of the iceberg. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see more Uh, influence in our government. You're going to see more influence in our city councils. You're going to see more influence (laughs) in uh, in our Congress. You're going to see uh, more people that are getting into influential positions that are going to begin uh, or continue changing our culture in general and forcing us to uh, essentially, modify uh, our own behavior. In a- <laughs> <laughs> he
4: fucking. He sounds like he sounds like the old pervert guy and Family Guy. He does. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was thinking Gopher from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm not even gonna play the rest of that because I can't fucking. It's craziness yeah. and-
2: not only that, but he totally flubbed the iceberg <laughs> analogy that everybody knows. Everybody knows what that means. When you see when when you say, Oh, this is the tip of the iceberg, that means there's a whole hell of a lot more yeah. you don't see that's coming. He's like, Nope, I think that's the top level, like the tip of the iceberg. Ice sh- I can't even do it. I sh- I- no. iceberg. Ice iceberg. Iceberg.
4: Iceberg. Iceberg. No, it's like you talk, I'll whistle.
1: Tip of the iceberg.
9: Here's just one. There are many examples of the way the Christian God has been defined, which cancel themselves out. For example, God is defined as a being with free will, who knows everything. He knows the future. God not only knows the past, and I'm assuming this is the kind of definition that you hold. You'll correct me if I'm wrong you haven't told us yet, but God not only knows the past and the present, but He also knows the future, which means He also knows His own future decisions. God knows what He's going to do tomorrow at 12 noon, because He's God. He knows everything. But if you know what's going to happen in the future, that puts some limits on your power, doesn't it? How can you be omnipotent and unable to change what's going to happen between now and then? And if you do change it, then you weren't omniscient something's got to give you can't be omniscient and have free will at the same time to have free will whatever that means with humans and maybe we do or don't that's a different debate but certainly if god has free will it's a full libertarian free will and he can do whatever he wants because he's god right if god has free will then he can't know the future
2: you got anything else matt oh uh, i do have more but let's see if i have any good oh this one's actually kind of an interesting one. Oh, okay i'll go through this quickly okay uh Not that we have any Republicans listening, but this would be a good time to pay attention. We might. You don't know. President Obama, often criticized by Republicans for constitutional overreach for his use of executive orders to get around Congress, signed his 254th executive order of this presidency, allowing the Peace Corps to change its logo. Oh,
4: that rotten bastard. Uh Uh-huh.
2: In his seven years in office, he's also used executive orders to change the name of the National Security Staff and the National Security Council staff to allow the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports to also consider the role of nutrition, and to prohibit government employees from texting while driving. The
1: tyranny! Jesus, I know. he sounds like he the is fucking Antichrist. He is government. Vonian I mean, how overreach. dare he do this? What an evil, rotten bastard.
2: And fuck, showing that executive orders can attend to even the smallest details... Obama signed an executive order in 2014 to correct a typographical error in a previous executive order, which well, governed the format of executive orders. That's just
4: well, that's just being bullshit. inattentive, and he should have fucking done it right the first time.
1: Uh huh. Or was it Bush's executive order? <laughs> you know he, it you was
2: know,
4: Bush's. You know why he didn't? Oh, it was Bush's. It was from Bush. it was Bush's. Uh... <laughs> Never
2: mind. Uh, <laughs> executive orders are often thought of as the most muscular form of presidential authority, and in some cases they are. Executive orders can declare national emergencies, impose sanctions on other countries, set federal purchasing policies, and dictate the working conditions for 3 million federal employees. But more often than not, they deal with more mundane matters of bureaucracy. Particularly since Bush, this notion that every executive order constitutes an imperial power grab by the president. $17. You want a pop shackle? <laughs> it just doesn't match up with the facts on the ground, said William Howell, a University of Chicago professor and author of I don't care about his book. Uh, it's not all power grabs. A lot of it's clearly trivial stuff. That's one reason why simply counting the number of executive orders issued by a president is a poor measure of how sweeping his use of executive power is. So while President Obama has noticed uh, that he's that he's issuing fewer... Wait, that didn't make sense to me, but I think it does work. So while President Obama has noted that he's issuing fewer executive orders than any president in 100 years, it's debatable how many of those executive orders encroach on the power of Congress. Uh, it's not so much the power of the – it's not so much the number of the executive orders, uh, but the executive orders that are in direct violation or opposition to the intent of the Congress, uh, said Senator Pat Ro- Pat Roberts of Kansas. Pat in Robertson? De- Pat Roberts. <laughs> I almost said that, <laughs> of Kansas, <laughs> in a debate over the closure of Guantanamo Bay Prison last year. To figure out how many executive orders are truly significant, uh, Howell has looked at mentions of executive orders on the front page of the New York Times in court decisions and congressional record, he estimates that only 10 to 15 percent of executive orders have significant public policy implications, a proportion that's increasing over time as presidents issue fewer executive orders overall. He's simply a dictator, Obama. Fucking dick.
4: He's a tater who's a dick.
2: <laughs> well, I ain't eat no taters no more. And most executive orders, perhaps 60 percent, according to the study a study by bo doing bo dangle I don't know. College professor Andrew... Mr. Bojangles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, ...aren't even written by the White House at all. A lot of these orders are formulated in a department or in an in- interagency process, and they make their way up rather than down. Often the departments are ordered to do things that they've asked to be ordered to do. Uh, so on and so forth. Blah, blah. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Um Bob's your uncle, but presidents use <laughs> presidents use executive orders to make minor changes in policy only because the previous policy was set by executive order. One extreme example comes from the executive orders governing executive orders themselves in nineteen sixty one President Kennedy signed executive order one one zero three zero which governed the process for writing and approving executive orders. He dictated that the left margin of the executive orders be from one and a half inches ah uh-huh. when president george w bush Updated that order in two thousand six. He reduced the margin to one inch, but left inches plural. <laughs> one inches. One inches. Yep. Bitches. <laughs> and so when Obama updated the procedure again in twenty fourteen, the first thing he did was to change one inches to one inch. And still cleaning up the GOP tyranny, complete stupidity. Yeah. So Benghazi. Anyway, I know that was really boring to to listen to, but just but when the- when people complain about executive orders and and presidential overreach, there you go. You could refer him to that. But
1: the thing about executive orders is it doesn't dictate civil law. It's federal mm-hmm. law. It's the way federal agencies operate. You can't use an executive order to be like, I'm going to make an executive order saying everyone must eat pancakes on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can't? I'm going to make a federal order saying every state must allow people at the age of six to drink alcohol.
4: All three of our Republican listeners just had their minds blown.
1: Because everybody's like, oh, federal orders are, they're so oppressive. I'm like, they don't do anything <laughs> to you. A federal order, unless you are a federal Changing. employee. How dare he change the margins yeah. on executive orders. Unless you're a federal employee or a government employee, federal, they they, they do nothing to you.
4: Or say that one inch is not plural. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that awful, it's, rotten, evil bastard. Yeah. I've said it several times now. It's like when he made the executive order saying that you, like, all contractors in government workplaces have to be inclusive of uh, same-sex marriage. <gasps> you have to give them all the same rights. Like, what? How dare he? It was like, it's for federal only. He's not saying that every workplace. I mean, I wish he could say every workplace must be inclusive of homosexuals, but
4: he can't the do that. federal contractors have to do that. Federal
1: yeah. contra- If you're going to yeah. have a contract on a federal installation, yes, you have to follow those rules. Yep. And if you don't you don't get the contract and
4: you're an asshole
1: yeah you're 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 a dick smear yeah and if it
4: and if it required a if it required an executive order to force you to do that you're still an asshole
9: yep if you know the future you can't have free will because the future is fixed there's no period of indeterminacy between now and then where you could change your mind i might decide i'm going to have coffee tonight after we go out But I could change my mind in the meantime. I have the freedom to make that choice. So if God is defined as a being with free will, who is omniscient, who knows the future, then that God is a married bachelor, and that God not only does not exist, that God cannot exist. And there are dozens of incompatible properties between God that show that by definition, mathematically, logically, the God you believe in cannot exist. Joseph Hornick thought West Long Branch police
2: were responding to his reports that the flags proclaiming Trump make America great again had been vandalized. (sighs) Instead, he was ticketed for violating an ordinance that restricts the display of political
7: signs.
2: (laughs) 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 Acting borough administrator Lori Cole says the ordinance prohibits prohibits the display of political signs until 30 days prior to an election. New Jersey's primary is in June 7th. But I'm wondering why that is.
4: That is a weird rule. I would like to see that enforced
2: more often. Actually, would you?
4: Yeah, hell yeah, fucking! I would love to shorten
1: our election. Year
2: oh yeah, yeah, all. yeah. But this this is about uh being able to like to, put like yard signs. Yeah, show show your support for a candidate.
4: Oh, well, yeah, but only sign, at certain yard times. Yard signs are different, but yeah.
2: Uh, violators face a minimum fine of a hundred dollars. The maximum penalty is a fine of two thousand dollars, ninety days in jail, or both.
1: Whoa. That's a big fine for a fucking sign in your yard. That's a stiff one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm also kind of curious about freedom of speech issues on this. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't I don't Yeah,
4: how can they regulate that? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm true. wondering. Yeah. Because
2: I don't I don't love that he has a Trump one, but he has the right to fly it. He does. Sure. I mean,
1: is it like saying, "Oh, you cannot put that Trump bumper sticker on your car until 30 days prior to the election." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. Well, and the other thing, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, the police didn't do anything about the vandalization either, which is kind of annoying. But
1: well, was it vandalization or was it people going? This is you're not allowed to have these up; you need to take them down.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but Hornick says he keeps he intends to keep flying the flags, and his court date is April 20th. Also, has drawn the attention of the ACLU.
1: Hmm. Probably to protect him. I'm
2: guessing. Yeah, 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 in support
1: of him. Yeah. Well, it's it just it's kind of like the there's a, a I think it was local store. I can't remember if it was local or not. I think it was local. Where an HOA had a rule saying that your mailbox had to be of a certain color, and somebody had plastered an American flag on their mailbox, and everybody's up like, how dare you not let that man put an American flag on America, his mail? That's, that, that's, he's just trying to be patriotic. I'm like, yeah, but he also signed the rules of the HOA saying he was required to have a brown mailbox. Yeah,
4: yeah that's... I. When we were looking at homes and settled on this one, we didn't settle. I loved this house. Yeah. (laughs) But when we bought this home, we had looked at a a few other homes that were within HOAs, and I'm like, I really
1: don't want to buy a house
4: with an HOA. You're
1: required to have this high of a fence and this color, and your siding has to be this color, and you you can't display any of this in your yard. So when people live in an HOA and they display flags in their yards like if your hoa says you're not allowed to display a flag it's any flag it doesn't fucking matter if you're trying to be patriotic or anything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the fucking rule yep yeah
2: this is a city ordinance though that's specifically about supporting candidates
1: yeah and it's weird that that they won't allow it to that you're only allowed to have it up 30 days before the primary which it sounds like a goofy law to me it does it does
2: and 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 what about what about the importance of supporting somebody during that time and yeah. in the race? I mean and, – And once again, I don't care – I think they're wrong about that support. one.
1: People support. I just want people to get out and vote and take part in the process. Now I might not agree right, with but the then person ha- they're voting then, for, but then you
2: have a city ordinance that's going to quash all of yeah. that. I mean, they're like, nope, you can't even say that you're doing any of you're participating at all in this until 30 days. Well, it's too fucking late almost yeah. by then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I, I, I don't know. I don't
1: know if I agree with the way that that, that city ordinance they have. I don't, maybe maybe yeah, the whole I don't process is to go in there and try to get the city ordinance changed. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's I mean, that's it what the guys like gonna have to try and do. Yeah.
9: In order for any hypothesis to be veridical, meaning it can be true or false, it has to be falsifiable. There have to be things you can say about your hypothesis which, if true, would make it false. If if we found a black polar bear, the statement, all polar bears are white, would be falsified, right? We haven't yet, which strengthens the hypothesis. So I would ask you, what kind of statements could be made which, if true, would prove theism false? If you can't do that, you don't even have, not only do you not have a coherent definition, you don't even have a coherent hypothesis of this being that you are arguing for.
4: So we got, I think, two more. I've got this one, and you've got one. Which one should we do first?
2: I don't care. Mine's the de Blasio-Hillary one.
4: Oh, okay. Let's do this one, then. Uh, Well, I don't know. The de Blasio is, have you got a fun take on it? (laughs) Uh.
2: (laughs) Not really. No, okay. I,
4: I don't know why. Well, I just do we want to end on something that's completely fucking ridiculous or yeah, yeah, or
2: yeah. or just,
4: probably. Yeah, okay. Well, you do yours then. <coughs>
2: New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio and Democratic uh, presidential frontrunner Hillary were, f- were forced to defend a joke made by the mayor at a charity dinner that critics considered racially offensive. The incident occurred Saturday night. It's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Live from New York. God's a boob man. When Clinton and de Blasio took part in a skit at the yeah. Inner Circle Dinner, a black tie event in which New York City's political pre- press corps and politicians spend the evening making fun of each other. Um, Which sounds weird to me already. Politicians get together and perform skits yeah, for each other? Yeah,
1: they shouldn't. They're not good at it. Yeah, it's. Let just- comedians do that for you. The whole thing sounds like a terrible idea. Uh,
2: Yeah. Clinton took the stage ostensibly to thank de Blasio, a former aide, for his belated endorsement of her uh, for the Democratic nomination. Quote, took you long enough, Clinton said. Man, they really are hilarious. (laughs) Uh, De Blasio responded, sorry, Hillary, I was running on CP time. Yeah.
4: What is CP time? That's weird. The that's not Central... St- no, no. Central Pacific. Central Pacific. Pacific. No. Um, um, Cartman's... <laughs> penis. <cool. laughs> Cartman's... F- no, that's... I don't know what... What is CP time?
1: <laughs> Create fellatio.
4: No, that doesn't start with a P. <laughs> that's an F. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was going with the PH pronunciation of it. Mm.
2: Common people. The phrase... Oh, yeah, common people. Popular in pop culture is... Popular in pop culture? Duh, dude. What do you think pop in pop culture means? (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) In pop culture is a reference to the stereotype that African Americans are typically late for appointments. Ah, Yes, it stands for colored people time.
4: Oh, that's really bad.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. Broadway actor Leslie Odom Jr., who was also on stage with Clinton and de Blasio and appeared to be in on the joke, said... That's not. I don't like jokes about that, Bill.
4: It's it's not th- like they didn't even say black people time. They said colored know, people
2: time. I know. Well, the
1: the the problem is they wrote this out. Yeah, yeah, They yeah, probably yeah. practiced this and thought Reviewed this it. will be funny. Yeah. yeah. And at no point did they think should we not? This say is going to knock him dead in the stands. I tell you what. Oh boy! <laughs> like couldn't, couldn't they have used it like as like called it Trump time and made a joke about Donald being late to something or well, made fun of a Republican in a way or something? So
2: Clinton then turned to Odom and delivered the punchline: "Cautious politician time."
1: Yeah, no, I've
2: been there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was a payoff that was totally worth all the racially charged overtones. <sighs> Not not a good idea. Brilliant.
4: This is a really fucking terrible idea. Yes. Who okayed
2: this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, get on that. Get on it, it, it man. I'm sure it's one of their many black friends.
4: <laughs> yeah. Said it was okay. I have lots of black friends who Although, said it would be fine. Bill
2: De Blasio's wife, though, is is a colored person. Oh, Jesus God, I that made me like cringe. <laughs>
4: I can't... Yeah, I even this... balked
2: on black for that one.
4: Yeah, it's fucking awful.
2: Uh, a joke was widely criticized in the media and the New York t- New York Magazine, calling it amazingly unfunny, terribly executed. Yep. <laughs> Left-leaning website salon called it cringeworthy. Yep.
7: Uh-huh.
2: As did The Root, which bills itself as a site for black news, opinion, po- uh, politics, and culture. So uh, what are the right-wingers saying about this, I wonder? Will they criticize the racers? What's wrong with
4: calling the colored people time?
2: Yeah. I We
4: all know them colored people's late all the time. What the hell's the problem? True. I don't know. <laughs> I thought Hillary is funny as hell that one time. That's one thing I was like, okay, maybe I can get behind this woman. Because they're
1: always late to the cross burnings. <laughs>
4: Jesus <laughs> Christ.
1: Oh, man. Was that too far? Oh, my God. Too far?
4: That's... That's that's maybe like just I don't know a mile or five hundred over the line. Okay,
2: you hit the tip of the iceberg. Jesus!
1: Oh god! I thought we were going there. No, oh. no,
4: no! We're trying to we're trying to bring it back from oh. from, from, from
1: there. I, I have I have that problem where I go there. Oh, yeah. Well, she she still went on to win New York. So yeah. Oh, I was just thinking about that, because there's a new CNN show coming up, and one of the advertisements for the first episode is the first black guy to ever participate or or, or show up to a uh, KKK cross-burning. What? Yeah, it's a new show on CNN. I can't remember the guy's name that's on it. Like Hann- no, It's not Hannibal. It's a comedian that's got a new show on CNN where he takes and goes around and does different stuff with different people. In the first episode, apparently, he's hanging out with the KKK. Are you sure it's not Hannibal? It might be him. I'm trying to think if it was him or not. It's Hannibal him. Burris. Hannibal Yeah. It, it's a new show coming up on CNN at the end of the month, and that was the commercial for the first episode.
4: I've not seen any of that.
1: It's a comedian?
4: Uh, yeah. So, well, and it, well and it's, it sounds like it's not a – is it a recurring show?
1: It sounds like it's going to be a new recurring show, kind of like where he goes huh. around and experiences different parts of cultures, and the first episode is him hanging out with the KKK. Hmm. Going to a cross burning. And he's just, his, like, you see him, like, see all the guys in the, in, the, in the hoods and everything, and the cross is burning. And he's just kind of like, oh,
4: shit.
2: Hmm.
4: <laughs> this
1: may not have been good, the best idea yeah, for my this. first and
4: possibly last
1: show. I'm glad I got a camera crew. <laughs> Jeez. Damn.
9: The second absence, and this is probably the biggest one the second absence is the absence of evidence for a God. If there were evidence for a god, we would have seen it tonight. It would have been on the table. Jerry would have said, here's the evidence for a god, not evidence against evolution. That's just a gap.
4: So the last thing we've got comes to us from Right Wing Watch. Uh, The title of the story is, Did Satanic Giants Build Stonehenge? Yes.
2: Which I'm sure was the case. Yes.
4: Clearly. It wasn't midgets. It's. I mean, no. this, this has to be true.
2: <laughs> yeah. But you do have to hand it to shore people sometimes,
4: because oh, yeah. regular people can't lift those big rocks. Big rocks. It had to have been satanic giants. If it wasn't, it's for... the only rational yeah. explanation.
1: Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for little people, we wouldn't have those cool grabber hand things, that, little extension arm things that reach up and grab stuff on high shelves. Tall people can use them too. I know. I know. It, I can just be lazy and use it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the story says, Tell Evangelist Jim Baker. Producer of Slop Buckets <laughs> invented Dennis Lindsay onto his program on Wednesday to discuss. He invented him? Oh, well. You're starting to talk like me. He's marketing them.
2: You're struggling tonight. No, I'm, you said he invented his I'm friend tired. onto the show. I'm tired.
4: <laughs> I've I'm... been really busy doing things and junk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he invited uh, Dr. Dennis Lindsay onto his program on Wednesday to discuss Lindsay's latest discovery in the realm of creation science. <laughs> That's <laughs> just the latest uh, discovery in the realm of creation yeah, science. Yeah, yeah. That the whole the thing is giggle worthy. <laughs> the truth behind Stonehenge. Oh, finally. Hold on to your hats. Stonehenge, it turns out, was built by giants who were created by Satan.
2: Oh, For man. What purpose? How did. I mean, to this create is, Stonehenge, of course. I mean, it's so <laughs> this, satanic. This is one of those things that. <laughs> Excuse me. That like, as soon as he says it, you just go. Why did it take us so long? Of course, <laughs> you smack I mean, your forehead. Yeah. You're like, Oh, it's so clear it's to me now. The answer was there all right there all along, staring
1: I, us right in the face. I always figured if we went to Stonehenge and we sacrificed a young virgin in the middle of Stonehenge, we would open up a portal to hell and Satan would return. <laughs>
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. The answer has been staring us right
1: in the face the whole
4: time, smacking us with its gigantic. Satanic dick right in the forehead.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going there. If you didn't, I was
4: going to. <laughs> Lindsay told Baker that these giants were tools of the devil. <sighs> hmm. Well, clearly he made them. Yeah. Who seek to destroy Israel because, quote, he's out to destroy God's creation and his whole plan of redemption and contaminate the human Great. race.
1: Where is Stonehenge located? Like Scotland? It's in, it's in England. England. What the fuck does that have to do with Israel? Uh, it- I don't know how to answer that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but Satan wants to, quote, have his own seed and make his own family,
2: Lindsay explained. Wait, 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 wait. He can create fucking giant demons to build rock monuments, but he, he doesn't know how to make a seed?
4: Or just create his own family that aren't <laughs> yeah, giants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he created a race of giants who would attack Israel. From, quote from quote, from Europe. <laughs> yeah. He it says. I, I don't know if this is a, a typo or if the guy actually said this, but it says he build his little <laughs> instead of built. He build his little squatter's hut up there on the Temple Mount. You know that Temple, <laughs> the one with <laughs> the one with all the shiny things, mm-hmm. because he knows what the Bible says about that place. He said. I weaved through why and what is the evidence for giant beings on this earth?
2: (laughs) I bet you did. (laughs) All the evidence, yeah.
4: We all know about Stonehenge, right? That's just one of hundreds and hundreds of gigantic places around the world that testify that some sort of supernatural power or giants were involved in its
2: construction. Uh No, no. Just, I, just that's as
4: clearly the answer. Yeah, I, that's I've,
2: just just as much as it as it leads
1: you to aliens. I've seen a guy <laughs> on video recreate Stonehenge in his backyard by himself with no modern tools.
4: Liar! It couldn't true. happen. It had to have been satanic giants, or did he use satanic giants to do it? it
1: no, he used a uh, what is it called? Uh, I was going to say fu- uh, fulcrum, fulcrum. 11? Yeah. I yeah, was, I was thinking Fulcrum in my head. I'm like, wait, Fulcrum or Falcon? <laughs> he Fulcrum used the Millennium sounds. Falcon. I told him like it wasn't the Millennium to drag the rocks into place. I just watched Star Wars again the other day, so I, <laughs> I, yeah, I had I had a Wookiee in my head. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh and that that's you confuse you confuse. A spaceship for simple machines? Yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what happened? Man, sci-fi back in the day would have been shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> but look at that lever and fulcrum. Oh, my
4: yeah. God. <laughs> the
2: maniac pulley.
5: <laughs> what I tried to do is I tried to weave through there the reason that giants were infiltrating Israel.
1: And why Israel? Satan has been... What, Giants were infiltrating what, what Israel. What proof of this besides Photoshopped images do we have? None. Nothing. None. Zero. Yeah.
2: Dude, not only that, but your pronunciation, man. Like, seriously, Israel. There's,
1: there's two Israel. vowels
2: right there. All you have to do is, I mean, you don't even have to say them both. Just pick one. But you is not one of them. Israel. It's like, just hurry and get through that section as fast as I can because yeah. I'm from Texas. I can't read. So there's two vowels. I don't know what to do. It's going to be you from now on. Oh,
1: Israel. Israel. <laughs> and look at what he's advertising
3: know, there. About-
1: he's advertising for some DVDs for 65 fucking dollars. What a ripoff. $65
4: yeah. for the return of the Nephilim. <laughs> plus, <laughs> two expo- plus two bonus books and DVD. Is it the New and Old Testament? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to separate them out, though. Yeah. It's not just the Bible. It's the New, New Testament, Testament and the and Old, Old Testament. Testament.
5: Uh-huh. Why Satan has been, uh, why Israel has been hated passionately by so many nations. Because they're why assholes. Does Satan hate what's going on in this little nation and it still survives? And why did he have these giant beings?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those fucking slot buckets. Uh, yeah. They're everywhere. Slot buckets littering the whole stage. It's lousy with them. These giant beings
5: trying to wipe them out. And it's all about... <sighs> He's out to destroy God's creation and his whole plan of redemption and contaminate the human race because Jesus came not to save hybrids or, or non-human beings or fallen angels or Lucifer. He came to save human Lucifer? beings and to have a family. I don't family. know what he's
1: talking about. What the
4: These fuck? These hybrids? So now, now they've got a quote, Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Giants weren't lost, I guess. No. I guess it was my car keys. The hybrids and the seeds of Satan weren't lost. They knew right where they were. Hmm. It was all the humans. It was like, where
1: did the humans go? Costco.
4: I don't know where the humans went. Where did (laughs) all the humans go? All I see are giants and Satan's seed everywhere.
2: It's funny all these words that Christians use. They sound like fucking infants. Like, son of man. Like, you know, don't don't bother giving him a goddamn name. It's just like, oh, it's a man. He has a son. That's son of man. Right. That's son of man. And then they're like, well, what about the big guy? Like, what's it? God. Yeah. What's his name? That's my God. Yeah. But what about it? That's my dog. That's my cat. That's my God. Son of man. God. See, God's up there. Dog's down there. Dog is God backwards. Yeah. But it's like, pick a fucking name, dude. You sound like a goddamn infant. Shut up, man. Satan is out to destroy that and have
5: his own seed. Oh, the devil? The devil? And he was going to try to do that. He knows what the... God. He,
4: he Satan, was going to try to do that.
5: <laughs> Satan has his own family. It's called Jesus. He it's was going to try to do that. <laughs> family and he was well, going to try to do that he knows what the bible has said about israel israel that it is the place where god has chosen to live forever
7: so he's out to the
5: hut up there on the temple mount you know that, that temple because he knows what the bible says about that place a so, this is what hunt. I did. I weaved through there. Why? And what are the, what is the evidence for giant beings on this earth? Uh-huh. We all know about Stonehenge, right? Yes. And that's just yeah. one <laughs> that out lady of does. hundreds and hundreds of gigantic places around the world that testify so that some sort of supernatural power or giants were involved in its construction.
1: Oh my what God. the fuck? <laughs> hmm. You know who else is Satan? Trump. It's Look one at of all those giant constructions, big places. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all of the
4: skyscrapers around now were clearly built by, by gigantic, sa- gigantic satanic Satan beings. beings. Yep. <laughs> called
2: cranes. It's the. It's it's the only. That's uh-huh. where the evidence leads. He's weaved through it all. Jesus. Did he weave and, I and zig and zag?
5: Involved <laughs> in its construction, and I documented in this book.
4: He documents Fucking it in his book. Fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yep. Oh my. Well,
2: I reckon uh, that about wraps things up. What are you? Are you? I just have one paragraph. Okay. One. Do did you, you guys hear? Yes. Did you guys? Obviously, that debate is not going to happen. Too bad. Which one? The one with Bill Nye and Sarah Palin on? Oh that no, that was yeah, like yeah, a yeah, fake.
1: Yeah. That was fake, anyways. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but she did say that she's just as much of a scientist as Bill Nye.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because he just had a science show for kids. And she can see Russia from her house.
2: Yeah. And, and basically, no. No. I mean, just not even close. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was funny. Anyway, that's all.
4: That was your one paragraph?
2: Yeah. I just want to say, I just want to say no, not a, not even close. No.
1: Sorry, Sarah, you fail. Do you even science Sarah? No, she doesn't nope. at all. No. She she doesn't even she doesn't even politic, and that's like she can't her even thing. figure out why her daughter keeps getting pregnant when she taught her abstinence only. It's the satanic giants, satanic giants with their seeds. <laughs> <laughs> her legs just keep opening, and the seeds just keep falling in. <laughs> but we'd be blessed with all of our Satan children.
2: <laughs> I think, but don't her children do average out to forty six and a third chromosomes, don't they? <laughs> huh, I think isn't that is that does she have three or four? I guess it's,
4: is it that high? I, I don't know. Forty six? What?
2: Yeah, forty seven is Down syndrome. Ah, yeah,
4: yeah. Well, no, I mean among the Palin family.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> is it, is the average
4: that high? I don't w- know.
1: One less you're kind of dead.
4: Or well, it's the extra one that. Yeah, you, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long day so we'll end the
3: show now (laughs) those don't
2: equate to IQ points Dan
4: you're right and
2: I'm just gonna bashfully stroke as a keyboard that's what I'm doing right now (laughs) alright
9: if you have questions comments concerns compliments corrections or concepts for content contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com by text or voicemail at three three zero eight one rebel, or Twitter the twatter at TGI podcast. Thanks, bitches. <laughs> Bye. All. Well, thank
4: you both very much for yeah. being here tonight. I have a really good time doing the show. We do. Here. In the future, Atheist of Utah is scheduling an event with uh, Dr. Richard Carrier on May twenty mm-hmm. fifth. He will be speaking about the intersection of polyamory and humanism. So that should be interesting. We've got a fairly large. And how that
2: relates to the first century Romans? Yeah, we've got
4: a we've got <laughs> <laughs> we've got a fairly large uh, polyamorous community here in Utah, uh, particularly within the atheist community because it's not a sin. I, it bothers Ooh, yeah. me when people say atheism is a religion it's or a, or or is a faith. Sure. Also, and all that nasty ridiculous bullshit Mm
1: but the rejection of faith
4: so that's something to look forward to soon we've also got some other exciting guests coming up that we'll be announcing in the near future we're going to be starting season three next month technically yeah in out so episode 104 will start season three cool the beginning of may will be season three it'll be exciting we've got some other exciting announcements coming up it should be a good time be sure to stay tuned and pay attention, and we have some other news coming out soon that will be exciting that i'm I'm sure you'll all be very curious and excited about <laughs> you're curious now, you'll be excited later when we tell you about it, so <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you all next week.
1: Have fun, y'all Bye. I'm gonna go sleep for a little while, <laughs> yeah
7: me too okay.
13: All seven and we'll watch them fall They stand in the way of love and we will smoke them all With an intellect and a savoir-faire No one in the whole universe will ever compare I am yours now and you are mine And together we'll love through all space and time So don't cry Day 07 will die
2: Books that never help. <laughs> Instrumental. That's what they call it in the rap world.